2: 7th of 2023. Lots to get to today. From everyone hates this guy to Delaware bans parents from doing something. And the Orcas are continuing the great animal uprising. Plus your calls, dispatches, emails, texts, and more. Sabrina's in Ireland. See you a baby. Hello, Josh. Good morning. There he is. And you can join us as well. Go to the newsjunkie.com and record on your first dispatch today. you can also watch the show on youtube and twitch.tv slash the news junkie your message is rolling right into the studio in real time and it is friends yes indeed a share the show tuesday do it what does that mean it means you share the show tell somebody about the news junkie radio show send them a link to the podcast or the live stream hit that like button over on youtube just shout it out at a stoplight and tell somebody about this show. We appreciate you doing that on a Share the Show Tuesday. How are you doing, Josh?
3: I am lovely. Good. Huh? Yes. Good to know
2: you're hanging in there. We got a lot going on today as we do all week long. We're doing a subathon for secret shows, and we'd like to welcome our latest subscriber, Dylan Hornberger. Thank you for subscribing to Secret Shows. What a name, Dylan. Dylan Hornberger. And you too can be just like Dylan and jump on board for the Uncensored Weekly Shows over at the NewsJunk. Donkey.com. Use the promo code one week, all one word, and your first week is free. And then you can see what's going on with the world of secret shows. That is very much appreciated. Any great dispatches this week will be rewarded with a subscription. And let's hope that you can bring it today. Yeah. All right, let's put our ears to the ground, our fingers on the poles. Let's see what's happening in this great big wide world of ours. And we go to a man's house uh, <laughs> a man who has just ordered some DoorDash. Oh, good. I'm he's, hungry. He's a little mad, though. He's mad about his DoorDash delivery because there were a couple of slices that were missing out of it so he's called back his doordash delivery driver and they're fighting inside the house here goes nothing doordash f- me Domino's, f me or you f- me i don't know who you, f- but i didn't f- you i didn't f- you okay <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love that part. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! He's
3: so angry he can't even say actual words.
2: He had so many things he wanted to say, but his oh, whoa! It just gets that out of his mouth. And you know, my favorite part is: all right, what we know is we see the Domino's pizza in front of us, and we see that a quarter of the pizza is genuinely missing right now. Yes, right. There's definitely a quarter of the pizza Look at missing. That. The DoorDash delivery driver, who this guy says is responsible, or maybe it was Domino's, or maybe it was him, you know, whoever, the DoorDash delivery driver manages to turn this around on the man who is missing some pizza slices and blame it on him, because I guess this gentleman's fairly fat. okay? And who, 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 who knows? Maybe, you know what, let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. Maybe when I give you a pizza, you open a pizza and put the pizza in your stomach. Like right, look at this, your pig stomach. Your How pig big stomach. Is- how big it is? It is pizza there, right there, okay? <laughs> oh he's, my God. <laughs>
1: he's
2: pointing at his belly. He's like, it's pizza there, right there. That's where the pizza has gone. That's my favorite part. It's in your fat pig belly. <laughs> just How big it, is? <laughs> it is pizza there, right there, okay? You think I'm gonna f- eat the pizza and then come have this? Yes! Yes, I know you. I know. Look at your teeth, bro. Teeth are still falling out. Spit five is more. Oh, my teeth God. falling from face, from your mouth, and it's going in the f***ing the f- stomach. Domino, f*** me. You f*** me. DoorDash, f*** me. I'm going to sue every f***ing body. F*** them. Sue them. F*** them. Don't f*** with me, okay? I'm going out. I'm
3: going out. Don't come back again, okay?
2: Eat while you have. the battle that plays out in kitchens
3: all across the country, I'm sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I believe that the driver actually did not take it based on how angry he was. Yeah, he was
2: fired up. You know, he was he was mad at being just even considered as the culprit for this. You know, he's not the, the person behind this. He's just <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he saw his job. I don't know if he got fired for that, (laughs) but there goes nothing. Uh, Okay, we were going to get into your dispatches in a moment here, so that's how you can join us on the show. Go to thenewsjunkie.com. Hit record on your first dispatch right now. Uh, Also want to talk about, there was this uh, political rally, or like, you know, it was a a pro-Israel rally and then a pro-Palestine rally right next to it, so that's recipe for some bad stuff to go on. What? And they said there was a Jewish man in California who is at this rally and he's 69 years old and he's like kind of over there. He's got a flag, like an Israeli flag. And one of the Palestinian demonstrators allegedly hit him on the head with a megaphone and the old man fell and died. He struck oh his head. On the, he actually died in the hospital. They said his cause of death was blunt force trauma and the manner of death was homicide. So, they're investigating this now, and we've got ourselves in a position where these rallies are now getting so angry, aggressive, and violent that people are dying. A 69 year old man is dead now, and uh, they still are trying to figure out who did what and what's going on. And well, this is how hot the temperature is out there. Let's see what they say. This is Fox 11 talking about. Breaking news a pro Palestinian protest turns deadly
1: after an elderly Jewish man was hit over the head. With a megaphone. He's on the ground there. A Palestinian protester. It happened yesterday in Westlake Village at Westlake and Thousand Oaks Boulevard. Police say after the man was hit with that megaphone,
2: he fell to the ground and hit his head. And by the way, this Oof. this happens sometimes. I heard a story about a guy. I think this has happened lots of times. Somebody got in a fight with somebody else. They hit him first, so they started the fight. The person they hit fell on the ground and hit their head and died. And they got charged with, like, manslaughter. That's because, all it takes. Yeah, if you end up hitting your head and you you die, you died as a result of the punch, which was inflicted on you by another person. That person's responsible for your death. And Jason on YouTube says some of these protests are going way too far, man. Yeah, when somebody's dying, when you're violent, like, you could go out there all you want, in, in my view, and protest for whatever you got on your mind. You know, do your thing. You're allowed to do that. But once you start getting violent and physical with other people, you have crossed a line and you're committing crimes. And, and now they're trying to figure out who the person was that did this. He later died at the hospital from that fall. Ventura County Sheriff's Department arrived at the scene, began interviewing eyewitnesses. However, as of now, no arrests have no been arrests yet. made in connection with that assault.
4: Late today, a statement from the Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles says, in part, violence against our people has no place in civilized society. We demand safety. We will not tolerate violence against our community. We will do everything. To In our power to prevent it. Oh,
2: there's, there's I, a mistake on the actual statement. That it. would trip me up, too. <laughs> she was trying to read that with the, the mistake in there. That's why she stumbled just a little bit to at the end. To our power. Uh, we need to get the, the temperature turned down on this, but it ain't going to happen. I mean, there's just, and I, I said yesterday on Twitter, I'm like, everybody is lying to you right now. Everybody is lying to you. there's so much propaganda out there and people are just gobbling it up and posting it and getting followers and monetizing tweets. And it's really, really a bad thing. I've seen people get mad about multiple things that never happened or didn't happen the way that they thought they did. Everybody was up in arms because they said, Israel, we knew they were going to do it. The IDF bombed this hospital and it killed well over a thousand people. And then it turned out maybe they didn't bomb the hospital. Maybe it was a Hamas rocket that misfired and hit a parking lot. Didn't even hit the hospital to begin with. But it didn't stop everybody from being incensed and angry at the other side, even though the thing didn't occur. That's the frustrating thing. If you're mad about something that actually happened, that might be a worthwhile anger. But if you're mad about something that didn't happen to begin with, that's wasted anger. That is a big, big problem. And I'm telling everybody right now to be as big of a skeptic as you possibly can. When you're looking at this stuff, look at it twice, look at it three times. Check it. Make sure it's not an old video. Make sure that this is really something that has occurred uh, and finally, before we break things wide open here today, the new Jeopardy winner, people are really pissed off about this guy. Do you watch Jeopardy at all, Josh? Uh, not since Trebek passed. Oh, God yeah, rest that his was, soul. You don't like any of the replacement people? or uh, I always just forget it's on, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. I don't watch regular TV, so uh, Aaron Craig was named the winner, and when this guy was named the winner in one of the episodes of the Champions Wild Card Tournament... He blew a kiss to the audience after his victory, and then he began clapping for himself. And people were like, he's celebrating too much. This is not like Jeopardy. This doesn't work like this. And they said, uh, this is one somebody talking about it. I turned off the TV after the self-congratulatory behavior, one person complained. I certainly am not rooting for this guy to win. I'm not even sure if I'll watch the rest of the tournament. I've watched Jeopardy for decades, and I don't recall seeing such rudeness. Somebody else said the clapping at the end was unnecessary. My husband and I looked at each other with mouth agape. It was wild to see. And I can't imagine somebody with all that's happening in the world sitting on their couch, seeing a Jeopardy winner celebrate and blow a kiss and being like, well, that's it. The straw that broke
3: the camel's no, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, <laughs> Palestine. None of that matters. Election in America. Nope. This guy on Jeopardy pissed me the F off. How are you going to
2: let that guy ruin your day? A guy celebrating his victory in Jeopardy is the one that ruins your day. Just... Chill out. Smoke a joint or something. I don't know. Whatever. Have a beer. Have something. Yep, something can calm you down and make it so you're not upset over this trivial a thing, literally. Uh, all right. When we come back, we're going to open up those dispatches and see what's going on inside your brains today. We appreciate you listening and hanging out with us. And we'll talk about Delaware. They have just banned something. All parents are now not allowed to do this or they could get in big trouble with the police. What is it? It's coming up next on the News Junkie.
1: Someday, Alexa will do everything. Alexa, can you take the dog for a walk?
4: Ha ha ha, no way in hell. But
1: until then, tell her to play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio.
4: Playing Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. Get one of these moments. Where you realize you've been doing you it wrong the whole
2: time, like for yes. a real long time, because I had one of those yesterday, and then all of a sudden I started like freaking out. I go, oh my God, what, what have I done? What kind of damage have I done here? <laughs> like, I'm sitting there, and I, I was uh, looking at some stuff on YouTube, and I saw a video, and it just sent me down this rabbit hole, and I go, uh, I don't do this, and and I guess I should have been. And the thing is, uh, I came out to ask Courtney. I was like, Courtney, are you supposed to, like, wash your face? Are you supposed to? <laughs> <Are> you supposed- <laughs> well, well, like,
3: in general? Yeah. Or- yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and she goes, yes, of course, you're supposed to wash your face. And I go, I, I haven't washed my face in probably years and years and years. <laughs> and she goes, you tell me when you go in there and you're taking a shower, you're not washing your face? And I said, no, I didn't think you were supposed to. I thought that was bad for you for your skin or something and she goes you don't take the bar of soap and like put soap and i said no i just wash my face with water and she just kind of stared at me.
3: I'm it. I'm a little perplexed myself. <laughs> I was like, wait, Is your I, your face doesn't get oily? No,
2: it doesn't get oily at all. Lucky. And and I mean, maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm doing all kinds of damage. Maybe my face would look like ten years
3: younger if I put a little soap on it or something. Or you might have more supple skin because you've never put soap on it. I,
2: I mean, it's been a long time. Like I don't. I, I just put water on my face, and I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And I, I didn't know that there was anything wrong with that. Uh, everybody on chat right now is with, oh, my God, it's gross, wash your face. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. No, this is. What I, I realized yesterday I was like, I wash every part of my body, right, like every part behind my ears, my toes, and then I take my hands in the shower and I fill it with the shower water and I splash it on my face. I thought that's what you were supposed well, to do. That's like
3: what they do in movies.
2: Yes. And that's where I learned everything I know. My parents
3: didn't teach me this. Do you do aftershave like Macaulay Culkin? No, no. I've always avoided that, too. You're I just miss missing
2: out. I, I guess maybe I've done some real damage for quite some time, and I need to get in on this. And Courtney's like, I'm going to put this uh, face wash right by your little area in the shower <laughs> here. And Kolak uh, on Twitch says, I mean, the guy doesn't get dirty for work or whatnot. All that live and work from home stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not getting super dirty, but I, I still, I don't do this.
3: You still need to wash your face.
2: I guess so. Tony says you don't wash your face when you shave. No, no, I, I shave with an electric razor. So. <laughs> I just shave and then I get a towel and I wipe my face off and I don't know. I just didn't know I was supposed to be doing <laughs> this that. Is,
3: people are incensed by this. Don't this know why. is a real uh, Gaza situation for it, your face. It
2: appears to be like maybe if I go into the shower tomorrow and I wash my face, it'll ju- like a whole, it'll be like a snake, you know, shedding its skin. <laughs> so your
3: whole face feels there's off. a
2: whole another face <laughs> underneath this. Oh, I'm hoping for it. I'm, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm praying that that's the case. <laughs> Uh, Twelve hundred says this is no, no syrup on pancakes of personal hygiene. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that's how you were supposed to do it, and then I knew that you know women use more products and wash their face more. And use, Courtney's got all kinds of things that she uses, and I just never ever did this. I want to know how weird I am about this, guys. Tell me if you do this or if you're like me, you just use water on your face. You never put anything on it to you know like soap it up or hydrate it or I don't know all the tricks. I think there's more guys that do this than you would imagine. You're not in this camp, though, Josh?
3: No, I washed my face. Oh, man. Because I'm not an animal.
2: I might be getting buried on this one. You are getting buried. <laughs> Dispatch Dan says, R.I.P. Sean's Strait after he washes his face for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, like, I think I'll do it, and then I'll... Use the towel, and it'll be like the shroud of Turin, where like my face just
3: completely <laughs> exists. In yeah, the are towel. you familiar with the term Yes, <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's, that's what's going to happen to me, I think. Uh, Lee Rojas says you're weird, Watson. I don't think it's that weird, but maybe it's just because that's all how I've always done it. I don't use like creams and stuff. I've never used that. I'm a simple man over here, and so I didn't realize that. I was supposed to be washing my face my whole life. Like, if it gets dirt on it or something, you know, if I'm outside and working on I mean, this doesn't happen that often, I was going (laughs) to say. What do you think, I'm greasing up uh, my my, uh, axles on my car or something? I'm not doing that.
3: As people do normally.
2: Yeah, Jeremy says on YouTube, I just use bar soap. My skin's so oily that I wash my face several times a day. Uh, I don't even do it several times a year. It's just been... (laughs) There's a little bit of or water in
3: life in general.
2: No, I don't. I, I mean, I, there's gotta be a lot of people who are in this same boat. Sour patch Pizza says is because you take baths. Well, for the longest time. That was the case, but not now it's a shower thing. And my routine is like, go into the shower, sit under it and just wash all the shame off for an extended period of time. <laughs> then get the soap and go from head to toe minus my face. And then wash all that off. I even go in between my toes and stuff. And in the cool. bottom, bottom of my feet, all that. Try not to slip on well, my man, ass. Hold
3: on. You wash the bottom of your feet? Yes. Oh, I wash boy. the bottom
2: of my feet, but not my face, which I'm
3: now realizing seems very, very strange. It is odd. <laughs> I don't know. I think out of the two, you should probably wash your face.
2: I know, probably. But we'll see if anybody else is on board with me. There's got to be some other folks out there that don't do this. Uh, I'm right. There's got to be at least one, I would hope. Meanwhile, Delaware. over in Delaware, before we get to your dispatches from the, the governor of Delaware. Has just signed a bill into law that would ban smoking in any vehicle in the state if somebody under 18 is in the vehicle. So this would completely ban parents from smoking in the vehicle with their kids, Ooh. which uh, I don't believe I ever did. And just there was like multiple reasons. When when Dylan was really small, I was driving in a Zuzu Rodeo at the time. All right, and this Very car... cool, man. It was not the greatest, but I had an Isuzu Rodeo, and the air conditioning was broken from the moment I got it. So I would always drive with my windows down, and when Dylan was in the back seat of the car, I... I wouldn't want to smoke because if I flicked the cigarette out and came back in and burned his little baby face, I felt terrible about that. <laughs>
3: would have offset the uh, water dumping trauma. Uh,
2: probably, yeah. I, I really would have felt bad about that, so I never did this. But I think this is maybe something that's gone by the wayside as time has gone on. I don't think many parents do this with their kids in the car, but maybe they do. It's a bill that's long been sought by the school children at Wilbur Elementary School And they said, the Delaware News Journal reports, students and teachers at that school have pushed for at least a decade to have smoking banned in vehicles where minors are present. So if anybody is under 18 in your car, you cannot smoke in your car. They said there is no safe level of exposure to secondhand smoke. Even brief exposure can cause immediate harm. So therefore, you're doing harm on somebody under 18, and that's bad. That totally makes sense. It's like if somebody is over 18, they can make the conscious choice to stay in the car with you as you're smoking and cigarettes. I
3: can blow as much smoke in their face as I want. Freedom, baby. Yeah, you know, we're smoking America. in the car.
2: We're hotboxing this thing out. <laughs> but if somebody's under 18, they can't consent to being in the car. Christina's saying this is a good rule. And I agree. I think it is a smart thing to do. Also, the legislation would include any motor vehicle driven on a public roadway, anything moved by animal power, human power, electric <laughs> bicycles, Or farm
3: equipment would be exempt. Hold on. No no uh, horse-drawn carriages allow smoking either?
2: No, no. If you are in a horse-drawn carriage and your kid is in the back, you can still smoke.
3: You you still got that American freedom to do it. Yeah, the Amish are safe. They
2: said, also, the law enforcement officials who are covering this will not be able to stop or search any vehicle found in violation. It's a civil citation for anybody caught smoking in a car with somebody under the age of 18 so beware delawareites Delawareans, whatever you call yourself oh no oh boy i'm looking at the dispatches and is it all about face washing things look bad <laughs> <laughs> things don't look great here is C lane's gooch talking about face wash hey sean
1: hey that's part of the basic four face pits crotch and ass Say hi to your mom for me.
2: I got three out of four. My mom's dead. So thanks. (laughs) Appreciate that. Here's Tuck Frump talking about Sean's isms. Sean,
3: I've been listening to the News Junkie every day since Monday, June 20th of 2014. Thank you. I honestly do not believe I have missed
2: a single show, even the best of, in that time. And the one the one takeaway from my entire experience so far is you have the most absurd isms of probably any human ever. What do you mean? Wash your damn face with those tiny hands. I think there's a lot (laughs) of guys out there that (laughs) just do water on the face. I really do. I think there's a lot of guys out there who hop in, you soap everything up. If you get a little residual soap water on you, that's okay. (laughs) But mostly, you just you, I fill my hands up and then I, I splash them on face. I rub around, you know.
3: I'm like rubbing You're around, just rubbing the water all around. Yeah. <laughs> the real division here is that the uh, the stream chat all is against you not washing your face, uh-huh. and the texters are like, yeah, I just let water spray my oh face. Oh my god, the
2: texters are with me for once.
3: They work outside. All right. Yeah. I, well, I I don't, but
2: yeah. <laughs> at least I share this with you. You're but like a roofer now. Here's a water boys with
3: the dispatch. All right. Um, I'm thinking that maybe, maybe it's just possible that all the oil on your face is getting, I don't know, sopped up by those dry-ass pancakes that uh, you love to eat. Is they're not connected. uh, I mean, if I don't wash my face every day, literally, at the end of the day, it's like the Exxon Valdez just came and, well, many jokes. Valdez. Anyway, um, yeah, so, dude. I thought you were kidding yesterday when you said that on the discords. So no, (laughs) immediately when I
2: had this revelation that I don't wash my face and haven't in years and years and years and years, unless there was like some specific reason to, I went immediately went to the news junkie fan discord and was like, Hey, you guys washing your faces out there? <laughs> what's what's happening with you guys?
3: Face washers, where you at?
2: Yeah, you guys. Is there any non-face washers? And everybody's like, no. That <laughs> I I wash. Of course, you wash your face. But I, I thought about it like this: Aren't there people out there that say if you stop using all this shampoo on your hair and you don't shampoo your hair and you just use water in your hair, like you'll go through a cycle where it gets oily? But if you powered through that then your hair will be as smooth and silky as it's ever been. It's true. You don't need shampoo. Isn't it the same thing for your face? You power through and then it becomes so smooth and silky. I mean, I don't, I'm not getting the smooth and silkiness, but maybe, maybe one day I got got to keep going.
3: We need a dermatologist. (laughs) We need some professionals to
2: weigh in.
4: Here's cat girl. Hi, Sean. Hey, hi, Josh. Hello. Sean, don't listen to everybody. I was told a long time ago by a dude who had the best skin ever. I said, what is your secret? He said, warm washcloth on my face. Mm -hmm. No soap ever. So you do you, Sean. Wiggle, wiggle, pop, pop. Boom. Me
2: and that dude. I got two people on board right now. I'm not even sure that I want to stay on this position. I was frightened by it, and I want to maybe start doing what you guys are doing. But at least I know there's one other person out there. You guys are judgy. Here's Justin. So first you're four square wasson, Now you're don't Wasson your face. Mm-hmm. Bro, what the hell?
3: Yeah. Working title. Uh,
2: I'm going to get away from these. I'm going to get away from these. And I'm also, just for the record, going to get away from the rest of you talking about that Christmas tree company from yesterday. <laughs> because afterwards, Courtney's like, I found the one I want. <laughs> I, got, much. I got the Christmas tree. 500 and something dollars. Okay, you got off a little it's better not, than I thought. Yeah, it's not as bad as the $7,000 and $8,000 ones, but
3: we didn't get it just yet. <laughs> she was nice about it.
2: Right. <laughs> Here's Lumpy Beaver. Hello? Sean. Yeah. You wash behind your ears? hmm. It's right there next to your face. Stuff gets <laughs> back. How do there? you miss your face if you're washing behind your ears? I don't know. Ah. over on youtube kurt says people gasp have differing skin types and even dermatologists will counsel people differently uh, the the video i watched that sent me down this rabbit hole was it was a doctor a uh, dermatologist and she said what happens if you stop washing your skin and she's like by day one you know, this happens by week one and it was all bad, all of these bad things. Your face falls off? She's like, by week five, you have whatever itis, itis. and you know, and all kinds of things. And I go, I, I'm supposed to be doing this? My God. Uh, Eric F. says, Sean, don't be cheap. Get
3: the damn tree. You can afford it.
2: it the, it's expensive, man. They're getting more and more expensive. We get one every year, for God's All that God's money sake.
3: you saved on face wash, it's fine. Uh,
2: I got it there, I guess. Here's comb
3: that chest hair. Afternoon, junkies. Hey! Earlier, Sean, you were talking about uh, people not being able to smoke in their cars. Their kids are in there. You recall uh, Mrs. Dorothy Harris when she stopped the school bus to pick up Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. She was ripping a cigarette on the school bus. Those were the days, man. Great. Can't do that anymore. Uh. I mean, can you even imagine
2: being at 30,000 feet and just ripping a cigarette? in the air on a plane, and just ashen in that little tiny ashtray.
3: I want to do it just <laughs> once. Like I feel like I missed a whole part of America.
2: Have you seen the video that's going around? Oh, let me see if I can find this. Hold on. There's a video that's been making the rounds, and it's some dude on a commercial flight, and this is newer, uh, and he just lights up a cigarette and starts smoking <laughs> and just starts going for okay this is it right here it says my guy forgot he was on a plane and the dude is sitting in his seat on this flight i don't know what led up to this like what was the precursor but he just lights up a cigarette and just (laughs) starts smoking on the flight and the guy next to him notices and is like what what the what what are you doing man (laughs) okay just smoking on the plane he's leaned back in his seat (laughs) the guy the guy next to him is the greatest he's looking around like got to get a flight attendant I'm not going to say anything about this, but let me inform somebody mm-hmm. else. He's just openly smoking a cigarette on a plane. He flashed back and thought he was back in the 70s or something. Can't do that anymore. Can't do it in a car with your kids in Delaware. All of the rules. All of the rules. Uh, good news, though, that tenant from hell, Elizabeth Hirschhorn, who was not paying rent for a total of 575 days, has finally been forced out of the Brentwood guest house where she's been living rent free since 2021. And she had demanded a hundred thousand dollars for relocation costs Oof. to move. She did not get those, but it took 575 days to get her out. We're going to hear from you with your dispatches in a moment. We got an email to get to. Somebody says I was wrong. So wrong about something. What was it? That's coming up next on the news chunky.
1: If we don't grow our social media following each month, our corporate overlords will take away our free coffee at work. We like no, we're wrong, Sean.
2: That's what they say <laughs> often on the email side. Tips at the com and Stephen emails. And he says, hey, Sean, about the green grass you were talking about yesterday. And this is where I was saying I, I was delivering water back in the day to this super fancy house in the Aero Club. And when I walked across the grass and looked at my shoes and they were all green and the place was, they like spray painted their lawn. And I said, what the hell is this rich nonsense? And Steven says, hey, Sean, that probably wasn't spray paint on that grass. A lot of places put green coloring in the fertilizer and the insecticide they spray. So when they spray the lawn, they know the guys applied it everywhere. They do the same thing on the golf course have a great day, Loxahatchee Steve, and uh, have fun out there. I Steve knows what he's talking about. Out in Loxahatchee, man, you got like, at least on, on every street, somebody's got a bathtub in the front yard in Loxahatchee. That's how they're living out there. At least one person on your block has like a big swamp buggy. You know those big like swamp buggy things? Yeah, Giant tires and stuff. It's like a platform. Those things, they got them on every block in Loxahatchee. It's a time out there. That's a, a weird place to grow up, you know? Like you we'd be outside 9 times out of 10. We weren't hanging out inside. Now, the world has changed. It's a different world. Probably even stuck online on the internet uh, inside in Loxahatchee. but here we are. Also in Loxahatchee, maybe even uh, this that you're dealing with because I saw this stuff this large shouldn't exist. Okay? Stuff this okay. large should not be a thing. This was captured in the Sunshine State, a one hundred and ninety eight pound burmese python (laughs) measuring 17 feet and two inches long
3: no thank you take a look at this thing josh just oh my god (laughs) it's a school bus size it makes them look so small
2: (laughs) it is the biggest snake i have ever seen in my life you go why are these a thing why is this out there and what are these eating a seventeen-foot python probably just eats whatever it wants, but yeah, raccoons, small deer. Oh, do you know this reminds me of? Do you uh, remember Anaconda starring oh,
3: Jennifer Lopez? Close.
2: Do you remember where they did? Uh, they did a show on the Discovery Channel. All right? it was a special that they did on the Discovery Channel, and some guy built a specialized suit. And he was trying to get the Python to eat him alive so he could videotape <laughs> I it. don't remember this. <laughs> okay, this was the thing. Some of you probably remember this. There was a Discovery Channel thing, and they hyped it up so much. And he built this suit that went around him and, like, protected him. And the uh, the anaconda or Python or whatever it was was supposed to eat him. And then we were going to journey through the belly of the snake <laughs> with this guy with cameras all over the place. And then when we were watching the show and it came out, all this hype, right? And they're like, this guy shouldn't do this. It's going to kill the snake, blah, 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 blah. And then he couldn't even get the snake to bite him and eat him. Like, he couldn't even get it done. But I didn't taste good enough. It was whipped up so much. Some of the people on chat saying, I remember that. It was a big deal at the time. This is just massive, though. Seventeen feet and two inches long, one hundred and ninety-eight pound Burmese python,
3: probably eating deer or out of God knows what out there. They're they're really destructive to the environment down there. Mm-hmm. That's why they open up the hunting for them so often. And it, it's
2: probably because I would guess there's nothing that can eat them, right? They don't have any. Predators, Yeah, because right?
3: they were brought here and then get too big and people just released them to the wild because they couldn't keep them anymore. Yeah. And they have no natural predators.
2: I kind of want to do that. I know Kill it's... Kill a python. No, 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 no. I know this is super illegal, but... Go on. If I could break one law, and, uh you know, miss me with getting angry at this, all right? But if I could break one law, it would be to leave a legacy behind like this. One man, probably a man, Josh... Brought a, a Burmese python to the United States, dropped it on the ground in Florida. Maybe another man did it too, and then those just
3: started, you know, they started having sex. The men's pythons intertwined. And
2: <laughs> maybe there's a female python, probably. And they started to replicate in the wild, and now this non native species became huge all over South Florida. And you got 17 foot pythons. If I could leave a legacy behind. I would kind of like to do it with piranhas, and they will be like, the man who brought piranhas to Florida, <laughs> or I might I might move. I might go over to New York with you guys up in Rochester. I might do it there. Probably too cold for the piranhas there. I don't know. Dallas can probably take it. We can get some
3: piranhas going yeah, there. put them somewhere where I don't swim around.
2: Yeah, but we'll go to like a couple of ponds, dump a bunch of piranha in there, and just sit back and wait, and then watch it all happen. <laughs> 20 years down the road, I'm an old man, and I'm watching the news, and they go... These were not a native species to the area. One man dropped these animals in the
3: neighborhood and there they are. And then you're responsible for the deaths of several teens on spring break.
2: Yeah, maybe, but worth it. Still absolutely worth it. (laughs) Trump's attorney was freaking out yesterday, as was Trump. I guess they put him on the stand in the courtroom and he was just doing his Trump thing, just going on uh, monologues and diatribes. Tremendous. And his attorney afterwards uh, started ranting about what happened in the courtroom. Here she is, let's see what went down.
0: Into this I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney, and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? Yeah! The answer is very clear. Because Miss James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar. Call the company fraudulent. She looks
3: really young to be an attorney. I was at this thinking level. that too. Doesn't but, she? But then you think about uh, Johnny Depp's attorney, Camille. Uh huh. She was like 26. That's or something. true. Oh, was she really? I think wow. so.
2: Okay, so she's younger. It doesn't say how old she is, but I've seen like Barstool and all the websites like oh, Donald Trump's attorney's hot. Is a smoke show in the courtroom.
3: Camille was 36. She my was bad. 30. Still, still young. You know, yeah. we're, we're all for an attorney.
0: You said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor. And that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. Those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where where attorneys are gagged, yeah. Our attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their client's interests. It doesn't matter what your politics
2: are. Oh, there she goes. All right. She's fired up out there in it's, front of the courthouse. Why
3: is she doing like campaign speaking? I'm not she's sure. She's an attorney.
2: I'm not sure. Normally they go up to the microphones and they go, here's what happened to my client. Here's, mm-hmm. She's like, in 2024, landslide, landslide election is on the way. You know why she's doing that? Because that's how you get on Trump's good side. If there was 100, this, this is the perfect way I can explain Trump to somebody who doesn't understand uh, Donald Trump, All right. If there was 100 Italian restaurants, right, and, okay. and all these restaurants were putting out glorious food, meatballs are just bippity-boppity, you know, they <laughs> are the <laughs> they're delicious uh, garlic bread. They're making all of the Italian dishes at, at these 100 Italian restaurants, and it's so good. Five stars, right? Five out of five. But one Italian restaurant is terrible. It's
3: the gabagool is just uh, Just a subpar gabagool. Yeah, I hate that. It's bad.
2: Right. But that restaurant says we support President Trump or former President Trump. And they put up like a Trump 2024 flag. He would be like, this is the greatest Italian restaurant. There's no better restaurant. This is the best of the best. The meatballs are fantastic that's the way he works it's all about blind loyalty over absolutely everything so then the attorney has to go out there and say stuff like that alina haba is her name alina a-l-i-n-a-h-a-b-b-a she's the one who's in the spotlight stay on on that payroll yeah she's doing it she's out there getting some attention now and do we go to you very quickly here is big bad
3: beard talking about big snakes Oh, man, so Burmese pythons in Florida and all that good stuff. Uh, I can say that, unfortunately, I'm a contributor to that, Uh, not purposely. (laughs) Uh Uh, Me and my roommates at the time were big reptile fanatics, and we had a lot of snakes. Well, we had this one really big python, and he was so big, he was too big for his cage, so we built this, like, uh, makeshift chicken coop thing for him Mm -hmm. and had him outside. Well, he eventually was so large and strong, he just busted through the top of the oh roof thing one day. Uh-oh. And I uh, come out there to feed him, and, hey, he's gone. <laughs> We're like, whoa, where'd the snake go? So I started asking my roommates, and they're like, I don't know, he's out in the cage, man. Well, he wasn't. Never so, got him back? Yeah, we helped contribute to that. Not in South Florida, though. That's right here in Central Florida, baby. Oh, hey, great. Watch yeah. out for them uh, Burmese pythons eating dogs and cats. So you yeah. There, wiggle,
2: we'll pop your on. fault, Big Bad Beard, but... You got a legacy now.
3: You are mm-hmm. responsible. Central Florida Python guy. Well,
2: you can hang your hat on that. Here's uh Kate eight Yoji talking about smoking on a plane.
0: I remember when you could smoke on a plane and they always had the smoking section near the back. And if you got your seat the last non smoking row, you were Literally in a, <laughs> it's
2: just a cloud. smoking <laughs> ashtray
4: for hours and hours and hours. <laughs>
2: it does sound like a terrible idea. It just
3: doesn't even make sense. No. Like you're in a tube.
2: Yeah, I would not. I, look, I still smoke. I'm probably going to quit smoking this year. I hope uh, i'm going to stop it i don't
3: want to smoke I want to say I believe in you
2: i 've done it before i've told a story about when I was in Chicago doing the show. I walked to work, walked home from work it was like a mile and a half or something every day uh, to the center of downtown Chicago, and I would get bored on my walk and i'd stopped smoking for like five years, and I decided i'm so bored i'm gonna go get a pack of cigarettes so that i can have something to do during this
3: walk yeah, so you don't have to play candy crush the whole time <laughs> so,
2: I, so i can get away from whatever's boring me here and uh that's how i started up again but i'm gonna start i think this year look it's bad you got to get away from it one more person talking about this here's killer alchemist hey sean hey Pink. Hey, um, if you notice in that video as well, the guy smoking the cigarette, uh, it also looks like he has a knife in his pocket. Oh, great. Which is uh, definitely a no-go, so uh, definitely
1: worth investigating uh, looking into this video, man. That's kind of sketchy.
2: Yeah, that guy is a wild card. That's a wild card move right there to just whip out a cigarette and
3: start puffing around it. Uh, in the plane with everybody else around you he was probably a little drunk from the bar beforehand used to just smoking whenever it happened i won't
2: get over though the guy next to him is everything to me because it's how we operate the guy next to him looks over and stares and goes this guy is openly smoking on a plane right now and then what's the next thing he does instead of saying something to the smoking guy he looks around to try to find the flight attendant. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell. I'm <laughs> telling the teacher. You're done for, mister. I want them to know what you did. When we come back, some parents left on vacation and they made one huge mistake. And I got to be honest with you, I would have made this mistake too. And it was catastrophic. What did they do?
1: It's coming up next on the news, Junkie. Your chance to win $1,000 and a little. 100. Just minutes away. And brought to you by Miller. Well, oh,
2: this is worrisome <laughs> tips at thenewsjunkie.com. And Carol emails. She says, hey, Sean, about not washing your face. Oh, boy. Which was my revelation earlier. I <laughs> didn't realize that I was supposed to be doing that. I just used water on my face. And Cordy was horrified at this news, but carol was as well carol <laughs> says hey sean google demo decks otherwise known as face mites you might want to oh, start no. watching demo decks i've never even heard of this i got i don't have mites on oh, the no. face.
3: is it bad all right demo decks. i mean it's you know it's one of those things ah! where like you know there's microorganisms all over us. You just don't like to think about it. Yeah, I don't want to see it Yeah, because the moment I know it, I'm going to be real uncomfortable. Your skin starts itching and then you're picking at it. Oh, yeah, this is gross.
2: Uh, I'm going to just X out of that. I don't want to see it. They Uh, live
3: in your eyelashes
2: it looks like. when people have it really bad, it looks like they fill up your eyelashes. Uh, Sorry if you're eating
3: something right now. I'm closing that out. (laughs) Greatest of apologies. Gross.
2: We'll get over to your dispatches in just a a moment. You can uh, send those over at the news junkie.com go over there and hit record on your first dispatch right now also we are doing a subathon for secret shows right now it's a good time for you to jump on board and enjoy the uncensored shows there's uh well over 300 of them and there's bonus shows from vacations that i go on you can hear uh, courtney on some of them there's all kinds of guests we had ryan holmes on this past one Mm -hmm. with moses dewitt and That one was well-received, man.
3: Critical acclaim on that one. Yeah,
2: the last two, very popular...
3: Go, I have a quota to hit, so do this, please.
2: <laughs> go back and uh, listen to the ones with Second Half Sea Lane where he's just absolutely eight sheets mm, to the wind. That's
3: most of the recent ones <laughs> with
2: him. <laughs> go check them out. And you can subscribe at newsjunkie.com and use the promo code ONEWEEK, all one word, for your first week free. Thanks for those of you who have done that. Your support is greatly appreciated. There is something that these parents have just done that I, once again, didn't know is a thing. It's a day of revelations for me. Go on. And I guess these two parents, one of them is sarah hayward and uh, uh oh that's a that's the kid sarah hayward's parents were the ones who did this so the hayward family was going to go on a uh vacation and they were going away for quite some time right this was an extended vacation so they got the house all ready and they left the power on and everything turned off the lights and got out of there they left when they got back from vacation there was an alarming discovery for them and i <laughs> I didn't know this was a problem that one might run into, but they forgot to turn off their ice maker for the four months when they were gone. Oh, no. I was under the impression, because technology is very advanced, we got chat GPT, we got all kinds of stuff out there, I was under the impression that if your ice maker filled up, it was smart enough to go, ah, we're good to go. No more ice for right now. Yeah,
3: there's a lever in there. Yeah,
2: like one would think it would stop at that point, but that was not the case. And here's what happened to this family. My parents just got back home from traveling for four months and sent me this. Apparently, you have to turn off the ice maker and not just take it out of the door, they said. The video starts by showing Hayward's dad struggling to pry open the freezer door. So after four months, we thought the ice maker would have stopped, but it kept going The door opened to reveal the aftermath of the ice maker working overtime. Large chunks of ice covered every crevice of the freezer. Some fell onto a blue tarp on the ground. There was ice everywhere and there was ice all over the, uh, there was water all over the house right outside the freezer where everything was dumping out on the ground. And I I guess there's some that don't have the switches or something, but. Mine. I hope mine has it. I Did never, you see
3: the picture of this? No.
2: Me, oh, wait, wait, where'd you bring this up? Can you send me the link? Uh, yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> it was a catastrophe. There's a video too. Did it's you funny. know you had to do that?
3: No. I'm. Well, I also don't go on four month long vacations. Right. But, yeah. You know. that's,
2: that's like tell me you're rich without telling me you're
3: rich. Uh-huh. If you're
2: going on a four month vacation. I thought the things were smart enough to just shut things
3: down after a while. I'm bringing this up. and yeah.
4: it, Oh, my
3: God. There, there's a video of it. I don't know if it's clean audio or not. But. All right. Hang
2: on. Uh, yeah. This is insane. So the entire thing is filled with ice. <laughs> and they said, at least you know nothing thawed. I'm going <laughs> to mute this just in case. All right. He's trying to open the door. He's prying the door to the refrigerator open. But there's so much ice in there, he can't even do it. I think eventually here, oh, he he pops it open. (laughs) And his entire refrigerator is just one big ice cube now. He still can't really get over just falling Here out. Here comes avalanche. It shows that avalanche. The whole refrigerator is a <laughs> freezer is filled with ice. It's like little snowballs of ice. I in feel like thing. that's
3: got to be faulty or something. Yeah, because that looks like a really nice fridge. I
2: had no idea that this was something that we had to be aware of and we could, uh, you know, fall victim to. Phil says he took the ice tray out of the door. Therefore, the trigger. To stop the maker wasn't there. Uh, so this Dodo thought, if I just take the ice box out, nothing will happen. User error at yeah. its fine. Meanwhile, just dumping ice for four months into the refrigerator. Sam says, I also turn the water off, too. They're better safe than sorry. True. Because they find themselves in a much worse position than you would have. Let's go over to you and check in with your dispatches. Uh, and there's a lot of people who are chiming in about what we've been talking about today, including, yes, a doctor listens. So let's listen to the doctor. Oh, boy right here switches in those ice makers work as the ice fills up and then the ice pushes the switch up but mm-hmm. if you listen to the clip it sounds like the idiot took the ice maker out of the door <laughs> once you take that out of the door the ice just falls into the freezer it's never <laughs> going to hit that switch and it's never going to stop so it most likely has a switch they just didn't use it oh mm-hmm.
3: how dumb man
2: how dumb is this
3: i like i was fully expecting him to talk about you not washing your face <laughs> <And> <laughs> the he doctor opposite direction with the ice maker he's like
2: i I don't, even, I don't even want to address that. Yeah, he's I'm like too disappointed, too stupid for me
3: to even think about. <laughs> Here's Muff Mouth. <laughs> ah, what's going down, junkies? Hey, uh, Sean, you mean to tell me that after you perform mop mop on uh, Muffin Lady? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy.
2: Okay, <laughs> buddy. I'm gonna stop it right there. <laughs> uh, it, sometimes you get a little too comfortable with me. All right, like I know we, we hang out with each other here on the show every day. And we share things back and forth, but let's just say that there are some lines in the sand, and I'm going to (laughs) draw one right there for you, full stop, you know, I'm just going to make that clear. The Mad King is mad, let's see what Mad King is mad about. Good morning, junkies, Mad King here. Uh, uh, Guys, come on, uh, I started listening to you because I was sick of politics, mm -hmm. but. You guys have to throw bashing Trump in there every day. Yeah. I
1: just, I don't get it. You know, if you don't like the guy, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But why? Every day you have to bring him up. Just stop with the politics
3: and get back to the jokes and do what you guys do best, man. Uh, Entertain us. Make us laugh. uh,
2: Mad King, no.
3: Make me laugh, clown.
2: (laughs) Dance, monkey dance. If you get sensitive about politics on this show, you are real sensitive. Because that was going over what the what Trump's attorney was saying and describing an obvious personality
3: trait that Trump
2: has. It wasn't even about politics it was and the about-
3: thing is he is in the news yeah. every single day, right. so he's My kind God. of hard to avoid, yeah, if it were Biden, we'd talk about him too,
2: and buddy, I'm no fan of Biden over here, right? Like I make fun of all of these people. I'm the president. One thing that I hate is when you you're all with me you're all for what I'm saying when I'm bashing somebody that you don't like and then all of a sudden because I bash everybody I bash your person you're like well wait just a second how could you do this to me just deal with it All right, this is how things go around here and uh, you're going to be okay Mad King buckle up it's going to be a wild ride for the next couple of years
3: I still like you even though you call me a clown
2: (laughs) Um, we're going to do one more Broski wants to talk about face washing Sean you're not the only one bro I work outside every day. I'm a lawn guy. Yeah. I do not wash my
3: face. Because if I do, I get zits. I get pimples. (laughs) The only thing I wash on my face is my beard with beard wash and conditioner. But, yes, I do not wash my face. It's hot water. I rub it on my dang face. (laughs) That's it. That's what I I'm not the only one, bro.
2: That's three of us. We got me, the
3: washcloth guy, and that dude. You might just be a blue-collar worker. I could be, but I'm missing the collar and the job. He had the weed whacker sounds in the background, (laughs) so you know he's legit.
2: Yeah, he's verified now. The animal uprising continues out there in the world, and this is the latest time this has happened, but it's happened multiple times this year. They said this time a pod of killer whales nearly lived up to their name after brutally sinking a Polish yacht off the coast of Morocco. Uh, And they said the incident occurred on October 31st after a group of orcas attacked the yacht named the Grazi Mama 2, or the
3: second. Thank you, Mama.
2: Grazi Mama. While it passed through the Strait of Gibraltar, they said, the marine mammals, which can grow over 30 feet long. Damn, those things are huge. 22,000 pounds for these killer whales. Oof. Despite attempts to save the vessel, it sunk near the entrance to a port. The crew wasn't harmed, and they're in Spain now. But they said this is the latest in a trend of Shamus scuttling ships uh, off the coast of Morocco and Spain. The Shamus, the Orcas, the killer whales, they're mad.
3: They're taking it back.
2: They are. They're going after the both. You know what they did? They tuned into a television, and they saw that damn uh, pool in South Florida, with an orca just sitting in it, oh miserable! Oh, light. I'd
3: be pissed if I was them too.
2: They said, "How could you do that to our friend? He's one of us. You can't do this." And now they're fighting back. We got to go after the rich people. Let's go after the yachts. There was a forty-five-minute attack on this yacht from these killer whales. They just kept going over and over and over again to attack them. And it's been happening a lot more recently since like twenty twenty or so. When I started uh, chronicling the animal uprising. The animals are upset. <laughs> the bears, the whales, they're all pissed off. Oh, my. And that's just the way it is. Oh, boy. Here's uh, Seychelles joining us. <laughs> about face <washing>. Good <coughs> afternoon, the news junkie. Good, bro. Sean Pigman. Hello. Sean,
0: hey. I think you are one of the best shows on this radio station. You are not biased whatsoever when it comes to politics, regardless of what the Trump lover is trying to say, because you actually
2: speak from both sides and you make fun of all of them. Just for the record, let me say, I'm totally biased. I'm just (laughs) biased for me. That's who I'm biased for. I don't, I've always found one thing dumb, and maybe you're with me on this and maybe you're not. There's something dumb that happens out there where once you declare yourself a Republican or a Democrat, now you have to take all the baggage that comes along with them. And let's say you see a situation like the conflict in uh, Israel and in Gaza happening right now. You look at your team and you're like, what are we saying? What are we saying about this? Okay, cool. And then you try to find everything you can to like back up whatever the party line is. I think that's so stupid. Like, I'd rather just investigate something, look into it, see how I feel about it, how it aligns with my moral views and how like I view the world, the lens through which I see things. That's the way I do it. So I'm biased. Absolutely. Everybody's biased. I'm just biased for me and how I see things. And I try to keep that as fair as possible because that's my key thing. Compared to the show in the morning. That's all. on.: tribe. All right. Okay. We don't need no, to right. tribe against other shows. Yeah. Say shows. Keep it. Keep it uh, calm. NBA baby. And carry on. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got the next episode on the horizon. Here, we've got something that's been changing big time in the world of college football. And Josh and I are about to lose a whole bunch of money. Yes. Why is that? Well, we just learned something yeah. that is coming up next on the News Junkie
1: you know you can always text us unless you're driving at 77031 standard dead and messenger to
2: you and your dispatches in just a moment and uh, congratulations and thanks at the same time to our newest secret show subscriber RC Shipley on this subathon week thanks for yes. subscribing to the uncensored secret shows you can jump on board over at the newsjunkie.com use promo code one week for your first week free and I saw this story and I said ma'am this is such a great example of a big problem that we have in the United States of America right now. And it's a problem that is like on nobody's mind almost. You hear politicians talk about the same crap over and over and over again. Nobody seems to care about like, in fact, there was just a, a local election. I don't know if it's today or yesterday, today. today uh, and. They're, they're like record low turnout or
3: like very low turnout. I didn't even start hearing about it till like yesterday. The
2: only way I even knew there was an election is because we keep driving past one of the big polling places and there's the signs out everywhere, you know, like, yeah, like dozens and dozens of signs out in front of this place. And nobody focuses on this. Everybody focuses on big ticket issues that you have no control over. And if you just focused on the local stuff, you'd find that you can actually have an impact on your life. And when you don't focus on that, all of a sudden, other people who do and have very different views of the world than you they will change the life around you in a way you don't like. All of a sudden, you're paying more property taxes. All of a sudden, this happens, that happens, and nobody seems to focus on that. But here's the story. This is from Gothamist, and it says, Elizabeth Whitcomb said she was walking down Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, one evening this past spring when she noticed a man walking right beside her. Then he just grabbed my shoulders, and all of a sudden, he pushed me, she said. Whitcomb, who was too nervous to look back, kept walking. She said that although she wasn't physically hurt, she was confused, overwhelmed, and shaken up. The next morning, Whitcomb posted about what happened to her on a Greenpoint Reddit thread. She described the man's appearance after somebody asked what he looked like. Soon, several people responded, describing similar encounters with the same man. That's when Whitcomb realized the seemingly random shove on the street wasn't so random after all. Court records show the man who pushed Whitcomb currently faces charges ranging from harassment and menacing to assault and illegal possession of a knife. He's also been accused of groping and assaulting women on the north side of the neighborhood and is on the state's sex offender registry for forcible touching and sexual abuse convictions in 2017 and 2021. All right. Uh, So he's denied these charges against him. The man has gone to jail and psychiatric hospitals dozens of times. He's started and stopped treatment for alcoholism, according to court papers. He's also deaf, and he and his mother say, like half people in city jails, he has mental illness, they said. And so they're talking about how this woman reaches out, and all everybody else goes, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. He once did this to me. He once did that to me. He once did this to me. And everybody in this neighborhood is dealing with the same thing because there's a severely mentally ill man out on the street who's dangerous to them. Uh, this is not to say anybody with mental issues is dangerous, but this particular person falls into the category of somebody who is. Right. And they say in Greenpoint, the man accused of pushing Whitcomb has become the topic of email chains, meeting with local officials, and multiple long Reddit threads. Interviews with more than a dozen people who live and work in the neighborhood reveal that assaults perpetrated both by and against the man have forced some of the neighborhood to interrogate their beliefs about the criminal justice and mental health systems. Greenpointers face a difficult question. When someone with serious mental illness poses a threat, what's the best way to keep that person and the community safe? This is why I say we run into this problem all the time. Walk through any downtown and there's a bunch of people who are, you know, shouting as loud as they can at anybody who goes by, who are physically attacking people sometimes, who are just causing chaos. And we go, "Well, he's not currently breaking the law right now, so there's nothing we can do." And because he, you know, there's a, a Supreme Court ruling a long time ago. I forgot the case. But a Supreme Court ruling a long time ago said that uh, asylums basically couldn't be a thing anymore. And they can't involuntarily commit people because it violates their rights under the Constitution. Uh, I think that you are doing something that is so much more empathetic by grabbing a person like this and bringing them to force them to get help than by just sitting and watching them fall apart in public and attack people. And we are all kind of looking at this now and saying, maybe we should do more. It says, Greenpoint residents say the debate over how to care for New Yorkers with untreated and severe mental illness has fiercely divided their neighborhood, a place where the average rent increased nearly 79% between 2010 and 2014. Good Lord. Yeah, that's a up and up and up. And there's all this money surrounding this and all of these people who are mentally ill with no money on the streets. And no way to help them except wait till they commit a crime and throw them in jail. And notoriously, when you go to jail or prison, the resources for mental health stuff are lacking. It's not going to do anything good for them. And that's not necessarily where they need to be regardless. This is a a fairly complex issue. But I also think that if you just have, you know, and I I, the way I line this out is I say, you need to have an absolutely, just fervently, Nonpartisan board of professionals and individuals and those people can decide on a case-by-case basis if somebody should be institutionalized for their own health and well-being then they bring that person in they get them the medication that they need they get them the mental health treatment that they need they get them off the streets they're not harassing other people maybe you see if you could put them on a plan to integrate them with normal life right Uh, and get them in a job and on track to living like everybody else does and staying on their medications. That, I think, is the answer to this. And so many of these big cities are trying to finally solve this problem, which I think is an important one. For so long, it was like, well, just leave them on the streets. Let them have a tent in the middle of the sidewalk. Let them do drugs out in public. None of that is actual empathy. If you actually cared about these people, you would want to do something that bettered their life. And I don't think... Far too many of these people actually care. Uh, Fernando says, I wonder why they want them in jail instead. Just because with our laws, that's that's how the system works.
3: It's the only place we have to put
2: them. it. Is It is. We don't have another place where we go, oh, clearly this person is mentally ill and needs treatment. Let's bring them to the asylums used to be that place. But the asylums, of course, have terrible reputations. The name of a, an asylum has a terrible reputation because of different things that were done from lobotomies to all kinds of other medical procedures,
3: institutional abuse, institutional
2: abuse that was rampant, you know, back in the fifties, forties and fifties. Yeah. All of these things were super problematic. And I think if you bring this back and do it in an actually empathetic way, it would be awesome. Uh, Randall on YouTube says last Friday, I watched a man in our taco bell meltdown screaming because he was handed an empty drink cup. The soda fountain is in the dining room. He filled it and threw it across the dining room. These are the kind of displays that you see quite frequently. In New York, it's somebody maybe pushing somebody on the train tracks, randomly punching an elderly woman. And we have, uh, like, so the instance in New York City on the subway where the young guy uh, held the person who was having a freak out on the train car and say he was going to kill everybody, held him in a oh, chokehold, yeah. and it held him for too long, and the guy ended up dying. That guy's now facing charges for that. They think, what am I going to do? Do we just sit back? And that's literally what some people said. They said, if you've got somebody who's mentally ill and threatening to attack you and screaming it in your face, oh, is it that big of a deal? Just relax. This happens all the time. And you just deal with it for a second, then you get off the train and you're on with your day. And I say to that person, how did you just help the person who is freaking out? How did you just help the person in the mental health crisis? The answer is you didn't. You didn't help them out. You just feel better about it because you say, I don't want them in jail. That doesn't do anything good for us. Uh, There is a hilarious story about a bored ape yacht club convention. Oh, no. Did you hear this at
3: all? (laughs) It's NFT bro yacht club convention. It was an
2: NFT bro yacht club convention. It's (laughs) called Ape Fest that went down in Hong Kong. I saw them partying on the dance floor, all these NFT bros. There was not a single woman in sight. It was Oh wow, weird shocking. Just NFT bros. Sigma. And now they say they're also uh injured, some of these bros from this festival. <laughs> it says several people have reported experiencing eye pain, vision problems, and sunburnt skin after attending Ape Fest, a board Ape Yacht Club NFT collection event in Hong Kong. Some Ape Fest attendees posted on X after seeking medical attention. One person said they had been diagnosed with photokeratitis, aka welder's eye, because Jeez. of the UV lights, the stage lights that they had at this event. Many different people were involved, and the Board Ape Yacht Club says we are actively reaching out and in touch with those affected to better understand the root cause. NFT bros getting blinded out there. Over <laughs> to you. We can work in some dispatches real quick. You're part of the show, too, just like Floridian Kelly. Hello?
0: Hey, news junkies! There you are. live breaking news on location, Palm Parkway, raising canes. I hope you don't just have one hour to wait.
2: Oh Will man! You wiggle, pop, pop. Let me tell you something. I saw in the last week or so several articles. There was one in New York about a raising canes that open up. Like, oh, in Manhattan, or uh, I think I said. New York City getting its first Raising Canes location. Golly. And every other city where it happens is like, oh my God, a Raisin Canes is opening up. And it's celebrated like a Bucky's coming to town. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet.
3: But these better be some damn good chicken fingers. I this might be a hot take, mm-hmm. perhaps. I it's not the best chicken really? I've ever had in my life. It,
2: it has to be good because I think that's the only thing they do, right?
3: Yeah, it's it's literally like if you strip a lot of stuff off of Zaxby's menu, uh-huh. that's Raising Cane's. It's like chicken tenders, bread, crinkle-cut french fries, see you later, <laughs> right. have a good day.
2: That's it. So you better be real good at those three things.
3: The sauce is good.
2: Like in and out Burger, they don't have many options, very good at the options that they do have, and they keep it that way. But people lose their minds for this place. And I'm very surprised that raisin Cane's is as popular as it is. I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, it seems like there's a lot of excitement. Here's Barry. Hey, dos amigos. Hey. How's it going, boys?
3: Bueno. Well, as well I uh, want to say something to the dispatcher who complained about you discussing Trump every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it seems like he is, needs a safe space. And uh, if he wants one, tell him to call back in his little echo chamber, his basement, and put on his tinfoil. Oh,
4: and, leave uh, him
3: alone.
2: Don't listen to the News Junkie, man. Hey, I'm, I'm fine with the criticism. I just like to illuminate where I think the criticism is coming from. And I think if you don't mind if I'm bashing everybody else, once I get to your guy, you shouldn't be so butthurt about it. Because it's going to go around and around again. It's just the way the show works. Here's Bruise Traveler. Hey, Sean. Hey. When it comes to washing your face, just do what the people back uh, in my old hometown would do. Just rub some dirt on it. <clears throat> Everything's I'm not, fine. I'm not making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just putting water on my face, and not like any kind of soap or product. I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that. I thought we'd just use water, and I thought that this was the way you got clean. Are you guys scrubbing, too? Do you, like, put, like, a scrubbing brush to your face?
3: No, that's typically ill-advised, All I right. think.
2: So you just put a little bit of soap on it. Yeah, it's wash like it a, off.
3: a light wash-off, rinse, oh, moisturize when you get out. I don't know what's going to happen. I might try it. I might try it,
2: but I'm I'm worried. I believe in you. If I reveal an even uglier face underneath, then there's no coming back from that. It's a big problem. Here's Biker Mike. Hey, good morning. Hey! So I'm right there with you,
4: Sean. The whole face-washing thing, man. I don't wash my face with legit soap water. I I do what you do, hot water in the shower, rub it over the face, kind of wash away the oil.
2: Here's what I'm worried about. All the guys who are on my (laughs) side on this. We all sound like a
3: bunch of yokels. That's, that's what I'm pulling he was away. Obviously pressure washing something.
2: <laughs> they're all so blue collar. Like every one of them is mega blue collar. And that's fine. That's great. But I'm not. I don't even have that as, as an excuse here. Uh, the world is upside down for me, but that's fine. <laughs> when we come back the next episode, Josh is going to knock it. Out of the park.
3: Yeah, baby.
2: He's ready for this, and you should be Mm -hmm. ready for that. It's coming up next on the news, Junkie.
1: Coming up tonight on Real Radio at seven, it's a corporate time with Tom and Dan. Brought to you by Gringos Locos and Modern Plumbing
2: episode in just a moment all things happening in the world of entertainment and beyond thanks for hanging out with us if you miss any of the show today you can go get the podcast over at the newsjunkie.com all the links that you need are right there and ready to go i saw a story about there it said there's been an exponential rise in college football
3: stadiums that sell alcohol I had just kind of figured that they all sold alcohol. I think that's a relatively new thing because I think even uh, UCF didn't have alcohol for a little while.
2: right? And then they realized how much money they could be making. <laughs> and so they go, Hey, let's do this. It says, according to a survey uh, by the AP of power five conference schools in Notre Dame, 55 of the 69 of them, 80% now sell alcohol and, in the public areas of their stadium on game days, which, I mean, financially, it just makes sense to do that. People are just sitting there with their, you know, they they have no idea what to do with themselves if they don't have an (laughs) an
3: alcoholic beverage in front of them at a football game. I mean, what, you got to just watch the game and hope it's fun? I'm not going to
2: do that. Get out of here. I'll tell you what we are going to do with that, and Josh and I are going to lose a whole bunch of money. We'll talk about that a little (laughs) bit later on. Right now... Let's do the next episode.
1: Because there's a lot on TV, and you can't possibly keep up with all of it. Even though you should, because what else are you going to talk about? Nothing. Weather's nice. It's time for the next episode with Sabrina. Me. Boom, hey. boom, hey. boom, 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 boom. Next episode brought to you by That
3: Mortgage Guy, Don.
2: Yes, that's right, that mortgage guy, Don. (laughs) Forgot about this. You could go over to his website, thatmortgageguydon.com. If you are going to be getting a new home and you need somebody to help you through the process, because trust me, you do, the guy that you need is that mortgage guy, Don. He can help you get the best rates. He has access to rates that you, as somebody who's not a mortgage broker, cannot get access to. So utilize him for that. And utilize him as a resource because he knows all the things that can go right or go wrong with your new home purchase, so check him out and go listen to all the episodes of the Home Loans Radio Show that which are available right there on his website. It's ThatMortgageGuyDon.com. dot
3: com. Yes, so oh, thank you. And we start this next episode in the world of sports. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all that fun. Uh, I, God, I should have queued that up. I'm stupid. Sorry. <laughs>
2: I don't have it over here. It's
3: fine. Uh, Peyton Manning must have missed a production meeting because the Hall of Famer looked absolutely shocked beyond belief when Arnold Schwarzenegger, who he had on his show, mm-hmm. did something he was not expecting to happen. And we go to the tape.
2: Oh, my God. I can see already what's
3: going on. <laughs> he has a donkey. <laughs> yes.
2: Is it a mini donkey?
3: I it might be just a or regular baby? sized donkey
2: how big is a donkey is a donkey not as big as a horse
3: N- yeah no they're short they're
2: shorter all right here he is uh, oh, oh, on the is show do- what is
3: what is that it- that donkey looks like you eating peyton got him me <laughs> <laughs> slam all right arnold i assume your donkey's name is peyton is that accurate
1: <laughs> that's exactly right yes okay, how did you okay. know I just It's I number 2.
3: <laughs>
2: a similar neck. What <laughs> a weird guy, man. He's got a donkey in his office at home. He's just hanging out yeah, with it.
3: That's not his only uh, farm animal he has in his house. He also has a pet pony, a pig, and uh, some dogs as well. Look at this donkey. That is an adorable animal. I know. Look, It looks so sweet. Look at the eyes on this thing. I might get a donkey. I think you should. You have the room for
2: it. Uh, outside, outside donkey, mm, yeah. I
3: think. I like uh, how Peyton and Eli are just not very good at broadcasting. <laughs> it's so awkward. He's like, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> you, uh, there's a donkey. What's his
2: name? Is his name Eli? Is oh, it
3: Peyton? Awkward. <laughs> I did like uh, Peyton's, like similar sauce Nick. Which People is like funny. it,
2: though. They said BDMX man Manning cast was good. The signals Peyton ran was actually informative. So I guess it, they like the actual football knowledge right. from them, but they're uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Yeah,
3: they're a little odd. Anyway, moving on in the world of sports, Aaron Rodgers Da-da-da-da. says he is going to come back mm-hmm. because he's been out since September, I believe.
2: Yeah, I thought he broke something he
3: injured his achilles his achilles okay Uh, that that
2: usually takes a long time to heal up
3: yeah that's that's a rough injury injury Mm -hmm. uh he was asked um the other day when you coming back man he responded with give me a few weeks and of course he's been out since september 11th with that achilles injury his own personal 9-11 i wonder
2: if it's because of like any of the ayahuasca stuff he does, or what's leading to this fast recovery for him? It's gotta be the shrooms or something. Yeah, everybody else would have been out for the rest of the season, I think, but he might make his way back.
3: Yeah, he's just a tough guy like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This lady right here, that is... Jennifer Lopez? Yes, (laughs) J-Lo. Almost missed it. (laughs) She is, in case you didn't know, married to Ben Affleck. That's right, yeah. I I don't know if you saw that. Although
2: Ben Affleck, even though he's got a beautiful woman in J-Lo by his side, very talented person, still looks miserable all the time.
3: I think that's just his uh, northeastern demeanor. It could be. From Boston or whatever. Uh, she yelled at some ladies the other day when they uh, looked at Ben like they thought he was handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were leaving dinner, getting into a car in L.A. this weekend. He walked around, opened the door for her to be a perfect gentleman. Oh, nice. Then he walked around to get in the driver's seat, and some women were hollering at him. And J.Lo said, "Quote, back up, bitch." <laughs>
2: did she really yeah
3: she did laugh afterwards so
2: do you ever do that do you ever walk around and like open the car door for your wife melissa or no yeah i
3: do that you do yeah oh my god and i wash my face
2: i'm I'm not doing anything right (laughs) i am just failing my way through life over here gotta
3: get it together jesus open the door this girl lady lady not girl right here uh and the audio doesn't uh, want to play, so that's fine. It's Kim Kardashian. Oh, I
2: believe you. Yeah. Okay.
3: that's. Uh, she was seen at Odell Beckham Jr.'s birthday bash, mm-hmm. fueling romance rumors. Okay, the two of them are maybe an item or something? Possibly. She was there alongside other A-list attendees, such as Little Baby, Saquon Barkley, Saweetie, Stefan Diggs, James Harden, Ashley Graham, and more. Uh, she has been single since she split from former SNL star Pete Davidson in August of 2022, Jeez. which I did not realize that was that long ago. Yeah. As a while back. My yeah. God. Whirlwind nine month romance. So who's this said. guy?
2: Who's the guy she's seeing now?
3: He's a football player. Okay. He's the guy that he did that one handed catch playing for the Giants and became a big, big oh, deal. I missed it. Everyone, Everyone. else will know.
2: <laughs> the sports people are going to know. Also,
3: tell. he yeah. just turned 31 and I thought he was way older than me. But she, she's older much. than 31. She, she's in her forties. I oh, think. Hold on, let me see is she the youngest Kardashian Kim? that isn't a Jenner?
2: No, Kim Kardashian's the oldest, isn't she?
3: I don't know. I'm looking
2: it up now. Kim Kardashian is forty-three.
3: Okay. And he's thirty one. All right. Uh, you know, Pete Davidson was like twenty-six when they were dating or wow. something. Twenty eight. Whatever. I don't I'm not getting ages right today. It's mm-hmm. fine. Uh Alan Ruck, we talked about his car crash last week, I think. Um he, he and the cops are blaming it on technology. Getting better of him because he was driving a Rivian and uh, lost control. What's a Rivian? It's that electric truck. They make trucks. And oh, SUVs. okay, yeah, I think I've seen those before.
2: And the Rivian was at fault because it was driving itself it, and crashed.
3: It's it's basically their excuses. Old guy gets in technological car and <laughs> loses crash. control of it.
2: I'm um, looking these up on, on their website. Yeah,
3: you have. I've seen a few of them driving around town. They're pretty cool. They are cool. They look a lot cooler than the uh, Cybertruck.
2: Are they expensive? Yes. Uh, I'm looking at, look the at that Atari. bad boy. Oh, gotta put in my zip code yeah, and everything. Good let's not job. give anyone your Just zip code. Tell me how much the Rivian. Oh, they want caused. you to pick
3: a color too.
2: Most deliver in one to six. Whoa, buddy! How much? Starting out at ninety two thousand
3: dollars. Yeah, that's cheap. So right off the jump. Well, you know, he's got Ferris Bueller money and also Succession, and I could not tell you a single other thing he's ever done in his life. Must be nice. Moving on over to Las Vegas, a famous strip club in Sin City is giving veterans free lap dances for Veterans Day this weekend. Crazy Horse 3 in Vegas is offering one complimentary lap dance to folks who have served our country. Thank you very much but the deal is only good between noon and 6 p.m. this coming Saturday. <laughs> they are got to put it right in the middle of the day? And you get the day shift strippers. Well,
2: I served this country, so I will be showing up to mm. obtain my lap dance. And, uh, and I don't want it to be, like, phoned in because it's free. You know, I still want
3: all the same real lap dance energy you want them to to really work for the dollars that you don't have that's right i'm not paying anything thank you for your service and i'm not
2: tipping either
3: sorry oh um, that's that's rude
2: i'm flying all the way to
3: las vegas to get a single lap okay dance. that's not these single mom's fault <laughs> too bad that's on you and finally the drummer for this band right here Oh, Blink-182. Yes, the drummer, though. Oh, uh, Travis Barker. Travis Barker is correct. He showed up at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in L.A. this week after Courtney gave birth to a bouncing baby boy last week. mm mm-hmm. uh, Kourtney Kardashian, that yeah. is. They wanted a Halloween baby, and according to TMZ's sources, the baby was due last week, so maybe it was born on Halloween, we just don't know. And the baby's name is Rocky, so uh, there's that.
2: We'll figure it all out on the television show. I
3: sure hope so. And
2: I'm never going to watch.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And aside from Travis, Kylie is the only other Kardashian clan member that has showed up. Oh, really? I guess. Oh, they must be fighting, my God. Well, Kim's in New York for Odell's birthday, Kanye's got North and Middle East somewhere. Still eating
2: onions yeah
3: just enjoying vibe and just vibing and on the boob tube tonight dancing with the stars on abc big brother on cbs the voice on nbc a show called customer wars on aetv which yeah! i didn't hear about but they have an episode in orlando tonight celebrity squares on vh1 jimmy kimmel abc Stephen cove blah 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 all the late shows have guests uh, even though the actors are still striking, and that's your next episode for today.
2: Thank you, Josh. And yes. Casey. Smoke weed every day. Nailed it. I agree. Casey is the consummate professional. He is. We don't have to really tell him anything,
3: and he just makes it all happen. He's just been here making the show run this uh-huh. whole time. It
2: would th- everything would break without Casey for like five minutes. Casey, how are you doing back at HQ? You feeling all right? It's on autopilot, pilot. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> He always diminishes. His, it's a button. His... It's a single button. I'm babysitting a room. I think you're doing a great job, Casey. We'll talk, to you, we'll talk to you some more as the show rolls on. Here, we got to okay. get deeper into the mind of Casey. I want to learn more about uh, yeah. oh, you. Don't want to do that. Is this going to be dangerous? When we Dive into this. Uh, your discretion advice. All right, we'll see. We've got a lot more to get to. Your dispatches are coming up next. Plus, there is a, a dog that has popped up in a news story that has been helping humans out for a very long time, but is the latest thing they want this dog to do a bit too far? Uh, we'll see. That's coming up next on the News Chunky. Your chance to win
1: $1,000 and a little
2: holiday magic
1: is just minutes away and brought to you by Milton.
2: So I learned something last night we'll be- and it wasn't good news, but it was news nonetheless. I realized I needed to go get something from Seven Eleven last night. It's like uh, maybe 9 o'clock or so. Ooh, the witching hour. And one of my tires is really low on my car. So I said, uh, can I take your car? And Cordy throws me the keys to her car. And I go outside and get into her car and start it up and everything. And her car is a couple years older than mine. And Courtney's car doesn't have, like, the digital display with the backup camera and all of that yeah, stuff. it's a
3: poor people car.
2: <laughs> so it's an older car. It's like a, not old car, but a couple years older than mine. It was right before they mandated that all new cars have the backup cameras on them. And so I get in her car, and uh, it's dark outside. Uh, first, I was irritated by the fact that the lights don't turn on automatically. I'm used to that in my car. And then I said, oh, okay, i got to flip the lights on. Then a huge, huge lesson was learned. I, because I've been using a backup camera in my car for the last five years, I forgot how to back up a car. <laughs> like I literally can't do it. I, I got you into. You couldn't
3: turn your head and look. I,
2: I was turning my head, but it was dark outside, and I uh, plowed into the recycle bin that was in the driveway. And then I went to go <laughs> forward again, and I, I, I'm rubbing alongside of it, and I. I'm like hanging out in the road. I had no idea what to do. I'm like, I can't see what's behind me. There's a little window back there. It's dark. There's not enough light. And I realized I've forgotten how to back up a car because I've been using the technology. To just stare into the screen and now I know where to park or where to back up. Or... It is
3: weird because my wife's car has the backup camera mm-hmm. and the car I'm driving is from like 2002. Yeah. So every time I switch back and forth, it's a learning experience. <laughs> you're like,
2: you're go- going very fast through the timeline of technology <laughs> and then right back to the, you know. <laughs> We're
3: rocking in 20 years back and forth.
2: <laughs> it's like, a, it's a real tough snip snap that you have there. I, Eric said Sean is so elite. I'm not saying I'm elite. I'm saying I actually got used to staring in the screen instead of turning around, and I didn't realize I don't know how to do it anymore. I've, I've uh, regressed in my driving abilities, and because I utilize the cameras to back up, I cannot back up without the cameras. I, I had to stop and get out of her car and look around physically to see where I was.
3: (laughs) Closification of America at its finest.
2: And finally, I'm like, all right, okay, if I go back like this. (laughs) Thankfully, there's nobody living across the street because I pulled into their front yard because I went too far. (laughs) And then I went forward, and I was like, oh, my God, that was a whole ordeal. I'm not lying to you. I think it took me 90 seconds to get out of the driveway. I think it took a little while That's longer
3: than the drive to Seven Eleven. It, it
2: absolutely is. And I, as I was doing it. I go, I can't do it anymore. And I go, Courtney, I was like, I realized I become so dependent on looking at the cameras to back up. I have forgot how to back up the car. I can't do it anymore. And she's like, Sean, that's really bad. (laughs)
3: I'm going to level with you here.
2: (laughs) I said, well, what am I supposed to do? I Now that I live my life this way, I can't go back. I can't go back to the non-camera times. I can't see enough out there. And I've got an issue, folks. I have some weird light sensitivity issue where my eyes don't uh, line up with the darkness fast enough. So this is a medical thing, okay? Don't make fun of me.
3: Right, it's it's medical purely.
2: Uh, Steve over on YouTube says, I don't have a backup camera. All I got is sensors in my bumper, and I still have trust issues with them. I'm telling you, I looked out the back window, and I just saw darkness, and I didn't even know until I ran into the recycle bin <laughs> that there was something behind me. <laughs> and then, you know, I did like a 12-point turn backing out of a straight driveway (laughs) and i I have no idea what i'm going to do moving forward i I can't drive in a car that doesn't have a backup camera anymore just put air in your tire i got to i'm going to do that probably after the show today but i'm not saying this from an elitist perspective like the peasants don't have backup cameras in your car i'm saying it from a driving skills perspective I, and Tony says, Sean needs to go back to driving
3: school. <laughs> Tony, I'm afraid I wouldn't pass. I'm afraid. They're <laughs> what, like, how did you make it this far?
2: What if adult me goes, let me go back to driving school, and I fail, and somehow they take my license away <laughs> from me? <laughs>
3: no. All right, Grandpa. I'm
2: like Billy Madison going back to school <laughs> to relearn how to drive, and I don't know any of the rules of the road. I, I don't know. I'm just not fantastic at it. I mean, I'm safe. I'm a safe driver. But <laughs> whenever I encounter... Like a parallel parking or or I guess even backing up without cameras now. It's all chaos for me. I just can't handle it. Bootsy Moonshine says, elder millennial Watson, Maybe that's what's coming through. Uh, all day yuckers. Maybe the dead skin mites are getting in your eyes so you can't see up. <laughs> <back. laughs> Get out of here. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just I'm used to doing it one way. Technology is awesome, man. Having those backup cameras is awesome. When I had to rent the car to drive home from New Orleans, it was an even newer car than mine. Uh, it was like maybe like, uh, 2023 20, even. And I hit reverse at one point in time.
3: And it showed me an overhead view. Oh yeah, those are cool. Of my car, it looked like a damn video game. I it took me so long to try to figure out how that actually worked. Uh-huh. It's so it's it looks like there's a camera right above your car. Yeah, it looks like That's, a drone. Uh, is, you're right. It does look like a video game. It
2: looks like a drone is flying flying over the top of your car, and you can see your car like a video game. And you can see all sides of it, front, and back, and everything. And here's my argument. All right. I think that all this technology, and maybe this is by design, is going to make it so people like me are actually becoming much worse drivers. And if you look at an example that we have in front of us, look at younger people right now. They no longer learn cursive because they don't need that. It's a useless skill in 2023. They, when they're uh, talking to somebody, they're not usually speaking on the phone. So sometimes their speaking uh, skills or conversational skills are lacking. When they're typing to somebody, everything's auto corrected. So you don't have to learn to spell as much as you used to. And you less, less you're the, the Indian kid who wants to win the spelling bee each year. You That's don't have me. to, you don't have to bother with that. And all of it makes them worse at those things because technology. You can lean on it, and you can get by. And I think that that's what's happening with all the technology in the vehicles. Uh, I think that it's made me a worse driver. And it's going to make all of us worse drivers. But does it really matter? Because further down the road from that, from the latest cameras that show you to back up in parallel park, is the automated driving in cars. So we probably don't have to really worry about it. Nobody will be able to drive. We'll be clueless. In 50 years, if your car breaks down or you have to manually operate it, People will be
3: so confused. Good luck. Then you're Alan Ruck driving into a pizza place.
2: Exactly. Alan Ruck driving to the pizza place is the future of what we're going to be dealing with. The harbinger of death. That is what's happening moving forward. And it's because of all of the automation that we see. For instance, if you took a line of 118-year-olds... I would guess a good chunk of them don't drive yet, don't have their license, and I don't blame them for that. Cars are a zillion dollars right now, and that's expensive. But I would also bet that out of those 118-year-olds, that only a tiny fraction of them know how to drive a stick shift. Because we don't have a lot of stick shift cars anymore.
3: I don't even know how to drive a stick You don't? But I'm 30.
2: Oh, see, they don't encounter this. You don't encounter this anymore.
3: Never had to.
2: The cars that have something now will have, like, the little paddle
3: shifter instead
2: of, like, an actual stick shift.
3: Yeah, no one probably knows how to even use that either.
2: I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know that I could. I guess I could. I just... You just hit it as the RPMs are gone. Yeah, it's out.
3: you feel like a race car driver.
2: But I did learn yesterday that I can't even back up, so we got that <laughs> problem. My God, it's it's all a disaster over here. We got one good thing going for us, though, because where'd you see uh, that the Hard Rock app was back out there?
3: Uh, someone posted it on Facebook, and I was like, I feel like you're lying to me, so I'm going to verify this myself, and I placed a bet during the break. Yeah,
2: they were not lying. Josh and I are going to lose a bunch of money, because this, to me, makes sports fun, Yeah, I'm not throwing around big bucks or anything, but if we're sitting out somewhere and the game is on in front of us and I can bet on a quarter and like who will score more points because I'm going to be there for that long at the restaurant, that's fun. Put like 10 bucks on that. See if you can win while you're there.
3: It gives a little excitement to the game. I love it. Yeah, you either lose five bucks or you're up 12 bucks by yeah. the end of the day.
2: I want that in my life. And they gave it to us. You know, folks who are in uh, Rochester and Dallas, wherever else you're listening to us, West Palm Beach, uh, you have the same law as we do, obviously, and the Treasure Coast is the same. But we had the Hard Rock betting app pop up. I don't know how long it was around for, but not long.
3: <laughs> I think it was like maybe two months uh-huh. like during football season, too. And
2: they said, what are you doing? And they made them take it down. They made them remove it from the app store Ooh. so nobody else could uh, bet on sports with app. And now they won some court battle, and it's back and you could gamble again, and I have my account. I saw money in my account.
3: I had no idea there was money over there. I had a whopping 75 cents.
2: Yeah, I I think I got like seven bucks in my account, so I'm probably going to have to put an injection of cash in there to be able to bet along. That's fine. But it's back, and I'm happy about that. Uh, There is a dog in the news, and this dog's name is Corey, and Corey has been a rescue dog all his life. has passed many deaths, but now... He is a firefighter dog, and not the traditional type, not the Dalmatian on the fire truck. They say wearing goggles to protect his eyes, Corey was strapped onto the chest of his trainer, San Diego Fire Rescue firefighter Chad Arberg, as they and rescue medic Steve Vandeweli were pulled into the air by a cable. It was the first hoist for the dog in Arberg. The exercise, designed to prepare Corey for future missions where he might be needed to be dropped off by a helicopter, went without a hitch. So this guy... He straps the dog to his chest, and they strap him to a helicopter. The helicopter flies up in the air, and they're just dangling below the helicopter. So they get to, like, a rescue mission, and the guy can unleash the dog to go do whatever it needs to do. Cool. And run around and do dog things. And I just imagine this dog's mind. It must be so mind-blown by this. And then I think about the fact that how we tried to pass a law, maybe did pass a law that said dogs can't be uh, with their heads out the window. And oh, yeah. I don't know if that passed I, or not. I don't remember when it went through or not, but they were trying to pass a the law. They said your dog can't have the window down because it gets, like, microplastics in its eyes it or something. Rocks. <laughs> something like, or another. But well, this dog is attached to a, a helicopter flying around all over the place, and that's his life. That's what he's dealing with. All right, we're going to hear from you, your dispatches. Let's work in a couple of those. Here's Jarhead. Up, junkies hey hey sean what if the issue with uh forgetting how to how to back a car up is a symptom of having baby eyes uh, it's so not we, that we can, we can my on. eyes are normal size is not that it's just that i got used to relying on technology here's chaos
3: yo news junkies happy today hey um so these ba- the backup cameras versus no backup cameras Uh, my wife's got a backup camera i don't um, even when I use her vehicle with the backup camera, I don't use the actual backup camera. I look Smart. around like I'm used to. In um, my car, I don't even have a rear view mirror. I just—I'm so used to like um, driving a truck for work that, and having like a cracked rear view mirror. <laughs> Get <that> it together, <laughs> I just man! I don't even use it. I just use my side mirrors. I've gotten used to doing that. Um, but my wife, even with her backup camera, she still can't back up. Like All right, had- well, you got no
2: excuse. we <laughs> you got the cameras, and you still can't do it. You have no
3: excuse. Just but- calling her out like that.
2: <laughs> Courtney's the same exact way. When she gets into my car that has the backup camera, she doesn't even look at it.
3: She, it's hard to get used to.
2: I, I guess that's what it is. Like, if you're not used to having it there, you kind of weirded out by there
3: being a screen. Yeah, but you don't if trust it.
2: If you are, it's second nature, and it just makes everything so much easier. Chaos. Can we replace the rearview mirror? Can we? Can we get another <laughs> was, one in there?
3: She, we had this argument the other day where she was backing out of the driveway, and she's like, "I can't see out of the driveway," and I'm like, "You have a backup camera. Like, what do you? Wh- what are you talking about?" Should be I easy enough. Maybe it's a woman driving. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Way pop-up. Uh, You're asking for it, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to more of you, plus somebody's stunning, stunning revelation about Subway and uh, a whole lot more as we continue on on a Share the Show Tuesday. That's all coming up next on the News Chunky.
1: You text us at 77031 and we say it on the air. Sometimes. We might even give you credit.
2: Oh, we got an expert finally. Uh, Tips at the newsjunkie.com. Sherry emails. She says, former esthetician here. They all did. Uh, Close, right? Former esthetician here? There we go. Uh, while most say you should wash your wash your face one to two times a day, I honestly don't see anything wrong with the water method. She's now given a, what, what I do a name, the water method. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. That was a weird thing. I swear to God, we were talking about this earlier in the show. I yesterday was watching a video and it was this doctor and they said what happens when you stop washing your face? And I was like, what? I don't wash my face. I just put water on my face. I don't put like soap on my face. And she went over like in, in one week, this happens. And in two weeks, your face turns into this dermatitis or whatever. Dermatitis. And I was like, I don't want any of those things. What's happening here? I didn't know everybody was washing their face all the time. I just put water on it. So she says, well, most say you should wash your face one to two times a day. I honestly don't see anything wrong with the water method. You're rinsing debris away from your skin. As long as your skin isn't dry, oily, or breaking out, I don't see the problem. Seems like you got a good thing going. If you start washing with the wrong products, it could throw off your whole pH. Oh, I
3: don't want that. That's true.
2: I think you're good. Maybe maybe we're both crazy wiggle wiggle pop pop says sherry well thank you for the email and for the vote of confidence Sherry.
3: why are you a former esthetician <laughs> she got uh, fired from the industry
2: mm-hmm. she's persona non grata now. She, because
3: she keeps pushing the water method and they don't like that <laughs> the
2: radical water method did her in <laughs> uh, when i saw this headline i go man this is a family that operates very differently than i do Because this family had their Uber Eats order stolen by a bear. (laughs) And it says, Bear steals Uber Eats order off Florida family's front porch minutes after delivery. The thing I found weird about this was, uh, you're leaving your delivery out there for minutes after Uber Eats?
3: Maybe you're busy.
2: I'm standing at the door as the person is putting it down on the ground. And I I wait until it's just awkward enough. So, Do you think they
3: see you? I think sometimes they do. <laughs> so they they like, like see your feet standing like little,
2: there. Yeah, it's like a cut through, and I'm awkwardly standing behind the door. I go, "Well, I'll wait for them to walk back to their car, and then I can grab,
3: get the food." Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here.
2: <laughs> and so I so then I grab it and go inside. But I'm never like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Uh, five minutes ago, the Uber Eats food was delivered. I'm envisioning the ants and stuff are crawling in this, and that there's like <laughs> these bugs flying around. I want to get it as fast as I possibly can. These folks got it out there for minutes. That's why the bear took it. The bear ain't never getting my Uber Eats. They said this Tell this family had their food delivery stolen off their front porch by a black bear and the whole incident was caught on camera. The video shows an Uber Eats delivery driver dropping off food. Minutes later, a black bear saunters up and grabs $45 worth of Taco Bell. <laughs> It was meant for uh, a couple that had ordered this. That's
3: a lot of Taco
2: Bell. This, this is this world we've been talking about, man. $45 for two people to eat Taco Bell. Everything's fine out there. The economy's just fine. He came and grabbed the food, and then he came back for the soda, they said. <laughs> he returned to grab the soda. And so many are getting a kick out of the quesadilla-craving bear, but Gutierrez, who was left with an empty stomach, said she learned a lesson. No more fast food on the front porch as this encounter was a little too close for comfort, <laughs> they said. Uh Uber Eats issued a refund for the stolen food, just
3: I, in case you were wondering. I like that it walked off and then was like, oh, forgot my ball blast. <laughs> Forty five dollars
2: for Taco Bell. We got you know, we gotta to talk to you about this. Casey is back at HQ. He seems like a man of the people who <laughs> gets around, <laughs> no, 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 does no, more no, normal no, human stuff no, that no, I do. No, 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 no. What is the thing that you've noticed? Get the most expensive as of late, Casey. Has there been anything where you go to this place and you're like, damn, this is getting a lot more expensive right now? No, I don't buy things. I'm broke. (laughs) You buy anything? No. Are you going to fast food places? No. Have not been have not been to fast food since before the pandemic. No way. Really? So you every meal that you eat you make at your house? Word. Damn, that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. I don't even I don't know how to have the food. willpower yeah, for that. I don't have the skill set for that. Oh, I'll well, you form before. a habit, and then it just keeps going. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, once you get into the swing of that, and then you don't miss it that much, I don't think. No. Uh, once you've gone far enough. But all these places are getting so much more expensive. There's a woman who just was complaining. She made a, a video that she put up on, I think, Twitter or Facebook. something. Maybe TikTok. Twitter, yeah, it was TikTok. And she had a coupon to go to Subway, and it was a coupon to make the two-foot-long subs $12.99. But she could see what the original price was before using the coupon, and the two-foot-long subs would have been $33 at Subway. my God. And when I look at that, I go, they famously had a campaign about $5 foot-longs where you could take a $5 bill... And possibly turn it into two meals because that's how good the deal was. And this is exploding. Now these can these are not like regular ass subs. These must be like tricked out subs. <laughs> this must be fancier subs. Yep. Because I don't think they're sixteen dollars a piece. Maybe they are. If you've been going, let me know if this is just how expensive it is. Everything is more expensive right now, and it's causing a lot of problems. And they said two foot long subs at Subway, $33 customer said for that price you can catch me at firehouse subs they put them <laughs> above subway in the power
3: pyramid there uh you like firehouse subs Josh yeah I do no. I like a good hook and ladder
2: uh those are okay they're all right I- i'm still I'm a fan of subway I still like subway I don't know if I'd pay thirty three dollars for subway because I could go to an actual restaurant and get like a <laughs> real sandwich made by a real chef and
3: a drink and a drink and tip
2: and yeah and i could be out in the you know in the world experiencing things
3: living life living making life. bets on your phone yeah
2: watching a football game yeah that's buddy. the experience i'm looking for all right let's go over to a couple of dispatches and see what's going on there And we go to uh, Lisa G with the Dispatch.
4: Sean, Josh, happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) Um, Y'all are talking about the backup camera. There's the doggo. Um, And really, technology, and I'm included in this, is making us dumb. More dumb than we already were. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you think about GPS, like... I use my GPS for so many places, yep. um, even including to get to a friend's house who's about 30 minutes away. Really, I've gone there so many times I shouldn't have to use it.
2: That but. is so true. So true. I'm glad you pointed this out. C-Lane, for instance. I've been to C-Lane's house lots of times. Yes. If you had said get in your car, Sean, and without GPS, go to C-Lane's
3: house, no idea. I think I could do it. You think you could? I try my hardest not to use GPS more than once for yeah. a place I go to often because I don't want to rely on it. Because then you're stuck. Yeah. Like
2: Courtney could drive right there. Like She she knows where she is at all times. She knows how to navigate. But I lean heavily into that, and there's only a handful of places that I could actually get to without using the GPS stuff. And we've even gotten to the point where not too long ago a car pulled up next to us, and they said, hey, hey, can you help us out? They said, Do you know where such and such place is? And I was like, No, no, I don't. I can see that they have a phone in their car. And I'm like, Why are you asking? Use the GPS. You don't have to ask for directions Maybe anymore.
3: They don't know how to spell it.
2: It's crazy. Simply, Jeremy's talking about the subs. He said, I literally said this yesterday on the show. Well over 30 bucks for a couple of subs. And he says, Firehouse sucks ass. <laughs> he's not <another> a <laughs> fan. Uh, Dallas Sandro says, Go online to Subway Seattle. So, a, a subway location in Seattle, Washington, and order a regular foot long turkey sub and see how much it is because it 's like sixteen or seventeen dollars oh because it 's
3: in Seattle,
2: yeah, so in some okay. cities, because are not saying a ham foot long is seven dollars and eighty nine cents uh here, so it just de- depends on where it actually is uh, Tammy says, "Watson, your son could not find his way out of the driveway without, without GPS chip off the old block i don 't know how he is with that, <laughs> I just know for me. I am like that.
3: Well, he drives an older car, too. Yes, he does. He can probably back up.
2: He can can probably (laughs) back up, so he's a step ahead of me. He's definitely doing better than I am. Back to Lisa.
4: I do. I also have the backup camera. Um, I still will look backwards a lot just to kind of make sure, but um, when I go to one friend's house, I back into their driveway because if I know I'm leaving after dark, like... It's a lot easier just to drive straight out. I'm um, with you. And the backup camera makes it easier to back into parking spots. So just a little thoughts, my two cents per se. Hope you all have a happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wiggle, wiggle, pop, pop.
2: Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate your dispatch. And uh, that is exactly right. It's true. If you look at this, the technology just makes us more dumb over time. And the technology is getting smarter. So we might be a little bit smarter than... Well, actually, most people are not smarter than ChatGPT. GPT. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, most people are not smarter than ChatGPT. GPT. pretty damn smart. <laughs> I saw a guy yesterday, and I, I, I was saying some bad things in my head about how stupid this guy was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I saw a guy yesterday, and who knows what was happening in his life. He might have been going through something. But I walk in the door to Seven Eleven, and there is a man doubled over... And staring as hard as he possibly can at a bag of Funyuns for an insane amount of time, right? For like 30 seconds or so. Okay. <laughs> staring deep into the abyss of the Funyuns bag, thinking about decisions he's made in his life. And I said, there's some of these folks out there. I don't know how they pay their bills, but uh, there was somebody on Next Door yesterday that Courtney was pointing out. And they said, uh, I'm trying to raise some money to pay my rent. And uh, they were like, I'm looking for $7,000. What? <laughs> How late are you on your rent? How <laughs> yeah, far behind are you? And you're just looking for everybody to give you money to uh, t- to pay for your rent? How do you exist in life? How are you alive? How are you making it day to day to day? I don't get it.
3: Kind of impressive. Though.
2: It is, I guess. I respect and, the hustle. And then we got into it yesterday because she said there was somebody on there who had a big dog and they were saying i'm broke right now i don't have enough money for dog food and i said i think that's one of the few ones that i would consider helping but of I, the dog but on account of the dog the dog is, shouldn't be held responsible for the stupid owner <laughs> right and i said but the only way i would do that is if we went and picked up the dog food and just dropped it off to the person. Yeah. I'm not sending this person money. They are obviously not good at budgeting. They are obviously not good at finances. Uh, I. It's hard for me to feel sorry for some of these folks. Anyhow, yes, technology is making us all a bit dumber, Lisa. You are correct about that. Yeah. When we come back, we have to revisit the space gremlins debate that we had <laughs> recently, because I've got got an update on that that I think is important to go over. Plus, uh, intrusive thoughts, a street-wide survey. Wait until you hear what people said on this. It's coming up next on the News Chunky.
1: Make your smart speaker smarter. Hey, Google, play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio.
4: This is Doug Gottlieb. Here's what's trending from the
0: iHeart Sports Network. Presented by Huey Magoo's Chicken Tenders.
2: Cherry duty and just a bit with an update on that nashville shooter manifesto because there's some movement on that story one thing i was kind of looking forward to a little bit and you could not have more diametrically opposed reviews coming in for this thing right now but nathan fielder who you know from? Oh God, what was
3: this show called? Nathan they, for you. Nathan for you. And that newer one he did on Max. And
2: they're all super creative. Uh, I don't. I don't want to call it cringe comedy because I think that kind of diminishes what he's doing. Yeah. But that's kind of the area that he plays in, and he can make you very, very uncomfortable. But and often there's layers and layers and layers to the jokes that he's doing. Yeah. But very, very creative and. Uh, The rehearsal, that's what it was. The rehearsal, and the idea of the rehearsal was he would find somebody, um, I think the first episode, or one of the first episodes, if you haven't seen the rehearsal with Nathan, uh, the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder, uh, in one of the first episodes, he meets this woman, uh, or he meets this man, and this man has been lying about having gone to college. (laughs) And he tells his trivia partner, he just kept lying, and he wants to tell her the truth that he didn't actually ever go to college because he wants to get out of these lies. And so Nathan for you sets up a, a bar that looks exactly like the bar that he is going to do this at and a place that looks exactly like the inside of the house that he's going to, you know, have a discussion with this, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And, uh, and then the guy ends up doing it in real life. It's all super creative stuff like this. But this one's way different. This is Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone. On, it's on Showtime, and it's called The Curse. And there's 10 episodes of this. But the people who are watching this are either saying it's genius or it's the worst thing they've ever seen in their entire life. All right. So very, very opposite reviews coming in. They said it's loaded with awkward, uncomfortable moments whose mileage will definitely vary depending on your threshold for cringe comedy. They said, it's not for everybody, but uh, I like him. I think he's a
3: creative it, guy. It looked good based on the previews I saw. I yeah. don't fully understand what the premise is, though, because uh, they, you know they're not clear on that.
2: I never do either, but sometimes his stuff, you just got to watch.
3: Yeah. And then you figure, like, okay, I see what he's doing. Let's I
2: see.
1: get on the ride. Uh-huh, I see what he's up to now.
2: All right, let's get into it. Let's do jury duty.
1: Court is now in session. So put your phone down and pay attention before we call the bailiff over to witness. Whip- You're now on Jury Duty with the News Junkie.
2: Jury Duty brought to
1: you by the
2: one, the only, Mo DeWitt of the DeWitt Law Firm. Injured on the go? Just call Mo. -MO, 866-CALL-MO. 866-CALL-MOE or you go to justcallmo.com. As you know, if you've been injured, there are a lot of attorneys out there who are eager to take your case. But most of them are just going to push you through the machinery of a law firm with a big sales team and then maybe a paralegal and you're not going to get to know them, excuse me, you're not going to get to understand them on any level. You probably won't even meet them. But Mo's going to hear from you, and he's going to hear your story, and he's going to fight for you, and you deserve that personal touch. So go check them out, Just call mo.com. All right, the update on the Nashville situation where this shooter, the Nashville shooter left behind an extensive manifesto, and then yesterday, three pages of that manifesto were leaked out and they were just photographs of the notebook that the Nashville shooter had. The shooter was a transgender uh, woman, transgender man, trans man, yeah. Uh, so it was a biological woman who was uh, living life now as a man. Went into this Christian school, killed three kids, I believe, and ended up, like, shooting up some statue in uh, one of the rooms that they had there. that was, like, religious And in the manifesto, it was like basically going after little rich white kids is what they were saying. Now, what I have heard about this, and this is why it would be most valuable for them to actually just release the information they have to journalists so and and the public could get a hold of it, too, so people could see if there's anything that they're hiding here. But what I have heard about this from a lot of different stories is the manifesto essentially Keeps going and it just goes after everybody. So this is a person who was full of hate, and you could
3: find they target everybody. Yeah, so it's not like pinpointed to one particular no. group.
2: No, I mean maybe that's wrong, maybe that's a lie. But what I heard was that the the shooter had targeted like all different groups in this, and if they released more, you would get a different perspective on it. So I think they should release more. But now they're saying that two officers may be uh, due to be fired over the release of these pages. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, the documents were sold by one of the officers, uh, and that's where we're at on this now. Steven Crowder was the one who allegedly bought this from that officer, and you could tell it was from a cop. I mean, who else is going to have it? Who else would have the, the document themselves? One thing that really disturbs me is how in these kind of cases, so many cops... Just take photos of stuff willy nilly, like the Kobe Bryant
3: thing. Oh yeah,
2: remember the, all the cops were like sharing the dead photos of Kobe they got Bryant. In
3: big trouble. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, the got dies in a uh, helicopter crash, and here's what you're doing: you are sending photos around and kind of like uh, enjoying yourselves as you get to see this dead photo of somebody. That's really weird, and they should not be doing that. Um, but yeah, I think they should release the rest of this just so the information gets out, and they're investigating the leak. They Probably will make quick work of whoever was responsible for that. We're going to hear from you momentarily. we got dispatches all lined up and ready to go. Uh, Somebody sent this over. Chris Christie, I guess, got booed at some event he did. (laughs) Let's hear the crowd. (laughs) are falling off of
3: this event. I think this was the same one in Kissimmee that we had the Trump video from yesterday. Oh, okay. Because the stage looks the same. It's the Freedom Conference or whatever.
2: I see. So they have multiple speakers. One of the speakers is Chris Christie, and they are letting him have it. And
1: believe me,
2: God, it's, it must be tough just to keep going when the crowd is not against you. I'm not going to call him fat. You can call him a pig. He's He did it at the same event where the guy was speaking, for God's sake. How can you do that That's to That's kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, there is an update on our Space Goblin story. No. We were talking about how we want to see if they can have babies in space and what will happen with the babies And they've done this with cockroaches, and when they did this with cockroaches and other animals, they found that the ones that were conceived and born in space were different. They didn't look the same as the other roaches. They had different coloring. They were larger. They had all different stuff about them, which means if humans were to procreate in space, we don't know what's going to come out on the other side. We don't know what the the child would look like And that's why I said if it was like a space goblin or something, you'd want to get rid of
3: that thing immediately. Jettison.
2: Yeah, you don't want that coming back down to Earth. If a space goblin comes out of uh, the person who's given birth on this, on the International Space Station, the woman who's given birth, you got to get rid of it immediately. You can't risk that. Uh, But there's another story about this today, and it says, could we have babies in space safely? Here's what we know. And they are tracking this all over the scientific world. Uh, They said, bottom line, No one knows whether babies could be conceived in space without detrimental consequences to their health. There simply isn't enough research. While professional astronauts likely have a good grasp on why they shouldn't set out to make a star child, less informed travelers might not demonstrate the same level of restraint. So they're talking about if couples start getting involved in space travel...
3: You know, you See, might get a little excited. Private industry is like, hey, you can make a space uh-huh. baby. Right. Get space babies right here. Like a
2: virgin will no longer be virgin, I guess, because hey, game, it's bad if they're making space, <laughs> space babies. Uh, and you're up there. You're in space. You're going to get horny. And the outcome is a question mark. We have absolutely no idea. Big Doug Millionaire says, I hope it's Im- impossible to have babies in space. If it is, we're screwed. In terms of like traveling around the galaxy, if you can't have babies in space and we can't figure out how to do it, we are totally done for. We're not going to be able to leave this planet. And from what I hear, all the other planets suck, anyways. This is the best one we got going. All the ones we
3: know of so far. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know there might be some, but those are going to be so far.
3: Yeah, when we get like grav drives invented, yeah. finally, then we'll find something. Yeah,
2: when we can just zoom to all the other universes with yes. ease or teleport. Now maybe we're talking, but the ones around us seem to suck. Every time I hear about another planet, it's like, yeah, on this planet it rains diamonds, uh, uh, you know, a hundred miles an hour toward uh, toward the ground and
3: totally safe
2: yeah there's winds blowing of 750 miles an hour plus and you're like well we're not going to this place are we uh, we want to hear from you send us your dispatches and uh, join us in our conversation about the space goblins uh and i'll get to the intrusive thoughts thing and a whole bunch more plus a young girl rescued they found her inside a tiny secret closet in a home in arkansas this story is insane and it's coming up next on the news chunky.
1: Your chance to win $1,000 and a little it's magic is just minutes away and brought to you by Milton. You know what?
4: I don't know if she's
2: in the wrong here. is a story today, and everybody loves these stupid stories now. It's like out-of-touch Gen Zer stories. That's okay. All right. right. They had, what was the girl crying about the other day? Oh, man.
3: Oh, uh, working a nine to five job yeah, right. and not yeah. having time for anything else?
2: Yeah, she was working a nine to five and she was like really upset because it took her a long time to get to work and to drive home from work. And she's like, I basically don't have any life. I'm just working all the time. And that's like kind of a Gen Z trope. Although, not for nothing, but if you look on next door, there are so many kids in my neighborhood. That are like, hey, my name is Zachary, and if anybody has a lawn that needs to be mowed or a driveway that I can pressure clean, I'm looking to make some money on the side. I see that a lot. It's like a 16-year-old kid or something. I'm like, that's great. That's fantastic. Enterprising. So we, we really just take these groups, and we turn them into a monolith, and we're like, all Gen Z kids are like this. Uh, but that woman was, of course, mocked for being that way for being upset that she was working too much. And they run all these stories about her. I'm not sure that we need news stories about a TikTok video about a Gen Z work response. You know, I'm overworked and whatever. Uh, but this is another one because now they're going crazy with this. And it says this Gen Z woman is upset fuming. They said, because she quit her job and she wasn't thanked. And <laughs> the response to this was welcome to the real world. But I don't see where she's wrong. I don't understand this, actually. Maybe you could explain to me if you think this is a, a big deal or not. Well, it's not a big deal, but if I think she's kind of in the right, actually. Uh, they said a young Australian woman has shared her shock at not being thanked or farewelled on the last day of the job she had been at for six years. Keeley Pedrovic took to TikTok after quitting her job at Gold Coast Woolworths to complain that none of her coworkers or managers cared that it was her final day working at the store She worked there for whole teenage years, she said. Six years, I quit, and I didn't get one single thank you or goodbye. Like, no one gave an F. The 20-year-old said she was not surprised, and that one of the reasons she quit was because nobody cared about her. So they're like, oh, you know, welcome to the real world. But if I worked at a place for six years and I was leaving what do you kind of expect that people would say something? Yeah. Like,
3: especially if like you did a good job and you're leaving on like good terms. Yeah. At first I'm like, okay, if she's just like anger quitting, why does she want anyone to thank her? But it sounds like it was an easy, just resignation. I
2: don't even think it's like, thank you for working here. Although that's probably part of it. I think it's just like, say goodbye to me. Yeah. Like, Hey, we've <laughs> kind of
3: been friends for six years. It's uh good luck in the future.
2: Tammy's on the other side of this. She says, nobody's going to thank you for quitting. No, Nobody hardly thanks you for doing the job. Well, that's true. I, I would think like if I if I walked out of a job, if I quit, and like she's given her two weeks notice, I would imagine, and then it's like, hey, it's my last day today. And almost all occasions, the people come over and go, oh, can I get your phone number, or you know, hey, heard your uh, last day is today. Um, you know, sorry, we won't be seeing you around. The only thing I could pull from this is that everybody just hated her.
3: At this place. It does kind of sound like
2: because it. Because otherwise, you know what? I've seen this so many ways. There was a guy in, um, and they did this for everybody. And when I was in the Chicago Tribune newsroom working, and there would be guys who it was their last day at work. I, and the first time this happened, I had no idea what to do. I was like, what's, what's going on? But I'm such a lemming. I just went along with it. <laughs> everybody slowly but surely stands up at their desk, And starts clapping. And then, you know, slow clapping. Everybody's clapping. All right. The whole newsroom. uh, They're talking about dozens and dozens and dozens of people. Everybody's clapping. And I see this old man. He's pushing along like a trolley cart with all of his belongings on his desk on it. (laughs) And he's got like a real sad face on. It's his last day of work. And he's pushing that trolley cart down the aisle with all of his staplers and this and that. And everybody stood up and gave him a round of applause on the way out. That's the way they left him there. You go to this place, nobody even says goodbye to you or, hey, uh, have a great life. Or
3: <laughs> Mo just texted me and said, thank you for doing whatever it is that you claim to do here. <laughs> so I am firmly gruntled now. Thank yeah,
2: you. Right. I, I don't see why everybody was so against this. It's like there's a lot of people who are, are lining up with them. Simply Jeremy says, I'm sure they are all in the wrong, and she's clearly not the problem. No, you very well may be right on that. I'm totally granting that. I'm saying it could be that she was just a giant bitch and they didn't want to deal with her anymore. <laughs> and they go, God, thank God she's leaving. Maybe she was very, very difficult to put up with. But let's say she wasn't. Like, If you take that away, because we don't really know how the interdynamics were uh, with her working with these other employees. If she wasn't and she was a decent employee, it's not weird to suggest that, The company might say, thank you for working here for six years. It's not weird to think that you might say, goodbye, uh, take it easy, good luck where you move forward. Those things are not crazy to think. I don't think that's like a weird Gen Z crazy thing where it's like you need to be coddled all the time. I think that's like basic respect to say, thanks for the service that you put in. See you on the next one,
3: and here's an Applebee's coupon.
2: <laughs> she didn't get that. Let's see. They got a little bit of her clip. I
4: was there for six years. That's a really long time. That's like literally like my whole teenage years. Six years. I quit, and I did not get one single thank you or goodbye Here? or like no one gave
2: a. F- Nobody gave an f. She says, not one single thank you, not one goodbye. Well, now, let's think back. Have you ever quit a job in your life, Josh?
3: Yes. Okay. Uh, what kind of I've job? I've never been fired.
2: Okay. You've never been fired. Well, Not you have, a challenge. You have quit. Uh, and if you see a firing on the horizon, you just quit right before
3: him. Yeah, exactly. What
2: What job was it that you quit?
3: Uh, lifeguarding. We'll, we'll go with lifeguarding. Right.
2: At lifeguarding. This might be different just because of how that job works. Yeah, it's cool. At your lifeguard job... On your last day, did they say anything to you or did you just finish your last day and then you never came back again?
3: Um, I, Honestly, I kind of remember it just being a regular day. Whoever I worked with probably said, all right, I'll miss you, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, a big fanfare or anything. It doesn't have to be like the round of applause thing I was no, talking but about. You would expect maybe one of your coworkers to say something.
2: Yeah, like just somebody. Radio Michael 7 on YouTube says, I worked at a certain local hardware store in Orlando for eight years. <laughs> The day I left, all they said was, Oh, your last day is today?
3: (laughs) It seems so rude. And if he was the face of that company, too.
2: It it depends on so many things. But I'm saying, and the steel manned argument is that this person was a great employee and a decent person to other employees for the six years that that, uh, they were working there. All right. The steel manned version of this is that they were a great employee and they were a great person to work with. If you think that it's weird on their last day to expect that somebody might say something or say uh, thank you or you know the employer might say something I don't really think that's as crazy as as they're being uh, led to believe here but let me know what you think go to the newsjunkie.com send us a dispatch easy for you to do and you can do that over on the website right now here is B dub talking about uh, technology making everybody dumber
4: Hey, News Junkie. Hey. Uh, yeah, I just want to let you know that
2: technology is really making us dumb, especially GPS. I mean, kids don't know which way's north, which way's south. They don't even know where they live in the city of Orlando. My wife is just as bad. Oh, wow. We have been <laughs> here for 27 years, and she goes to Universal Studios with my nephew, and says she's on her way home, I look, she's on the 408 going toward Ocala. <laughs> I'm like, where, where, enough. where are you going? She goes, I don't know. I this is like <laughs> the RC Hill of relationships. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? He has no idea where his every wife is.
1: Time. I go,
2: if you do it every time, you do the opposite of what you do every time. Anyway, when I was in the military in the Air Force, I navigated from Little Rock, Arkansas, 3,750 miles to Fairbanks, Alaska, using a road atlas. Damn. I don't think anybody could do that, especially under the age of 30 right now, if they tried, if their life depended on it. Wiggledy-wiggledy-poppity-pop. Yeah, it's that's, crazy out there. That's very mm-hmm. true, B-Dub, but... I'm also saying that this doesn't make them dumb. They're just utilizing the technology in front of them, and they're doing what makes the most sense. For instance, I don't know how to use a sundial. I don't think that makes me dumb. (laughs) I think that I have better ways to tell what time it is than using a sundial, so therefore I I don't need that. I don't have to have that in my life. My sundial skills are, are terrible, but I, I don't need a
3: sundial. I navigate with an old 17th century flat earth map
2: only. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get around. It's gonna it be, works. It's going to cause some problems, I think. Uh, all right. I want to tell you about this uh, story out of Arkansas, which was so frightening to me. Uh, this was uh, where a five-year-old girl was found, was rescued from this creep guy's closet he had like a secret closet in his house it says shocking video shows the moment arkansas police tore up a close uh tore, tore up a closet inside a home to find a five-year-old girl hiding inside now the homeowner faces a slew of criminal charges john thompson 40 was arrested by a police in Tauntytown, arkansas after police came to his home the day before and rescued a child hidden in the closet the body cam footage. Let's see this. Here's the, the body cam footage. They're going to the closet. baby. Digging under the clothes. There's some boxes and stuff in the way. Hey. Right. Censoring that out. Hey, no. You... No. He's nowhere in hey, sight. Hey, sweetie. All right. They, oh they my pulled God. the little girl oh out Oh, my God. There. It was under a hole... And there was like a little makeshift area hidden back there that this girl was staying in. That is so weird. And then the cops pulled her out of there. Let's see if they say anything else. Oh, that's just the beginning of the video again. Yeah, so they rescued this girl out of this damn secret area. They said a small five-year-old girl emerged. She was taken to the Department of Human Services. They said the 40-year-old now faces charges of interference with custody, first-degree false imprisonment. This is a custody issue. Uh, Endangering the welfare of a minor and possession of body armor and drug paraphernalia. Uh, Seems like a nice guy. (laughs) The man said a judge had granted him custody of the child, refused to open the front door, and told police the 5-year-old was not at his house. He was lying about that. Now the girl is, I assume, with her mother. Uh, we still got to get into the intrusive thoughts thing, which is a fun experiment. And we got to get to you. You've got uh, intrusive dispatches, so <laughs> we'll get to those, too. That's all coming up next on The News Chunky.
1: What happens when we're off the air? At Real Radio 104.1 on TikTok. Powered by... Sign tips at
2: thenewschunky.com and Christina emails... She says, showing some uh, The News Junkie love, or TNJ love, at the Las Vegas sign. And she's got a photo of her with a magnet in front of the Vegas sign. Thank you for that, Christina. Says, hey, Sean, I've been a Secret Show subscriber since Just okay 7. Is there a Secret Show's magnet or anything I'm supposed to get? Much love to you and Josh for killing it while Sabby Cat is getting her Gaelic on. Uh, By the way, she's been posting a bunch of stuff on her Instagram. If you want to follow her along in Ireland, Uh, it's at Sabrina Ambra. And C-Lane is baby bonding, she says. Love, Christy. Well, right back at you, Christy. Love Uh, you, too. And about the Secret Shows magnet, I do have some of those. If you want to email me your address, I'll send you
3: one. The uh, Coca-Cola magnet?
2: Yeah. (laughs) The uh, famous Secret Shows magnet that uh, I think is well it's one of the harder to get magnets because we don't just give them out when you sign up anymore.
3: I don't even have one.
2: But I'll tell you this, if you are a secret show subscriber and you email me, I may hook you up with things like that from time to time. So uh, go investigate and subscribe over at the com as we do a, a subathon for secret shows this week. Explore the uncensored world of secret shows on the website. Use the promo code 1 week all one word O N E W E E K and that'll get you your first week free. So, college basketball is back. All right. And this is hilarious to me. Uh, oh, let's, maybe Casey knows something about basketball? I don't know if you know this, Josh. Casey, you know
3: about basketball? No. Oh, man. I got you. Uh, I right. know. Okay. I've seen Space Jam. Does
2: anybody know how they choose the players who are going to do the tip-off? You know? Where, t- they, t- the, <laughs> <laughs> where,
3: where, where they throw the ball
2: up in the air, and, like they, they fight for control of the ball. Is that like random or something?
3: Uh, somebody it might on, depend on your position.
2: Our sports guys on chat, let us know.
3: All right. Let, us,
2: let us know who, how the people get chosen for the tip off. Because with college back in season, you had Purdue playing Samford, and there's a player on Samford who's five foot eight. Dallas Graziani is his name. He's five foot hey. eight. The guy he was doing the tip off with is Zach Eddy from purdue and he's seven foot four. Oh my god <laughs> so it's a five foot eight guy versus seven foot four guy and you're like hey he doesn't have a shot at this what can he do i want you to see the visual of this so i put it up on see it now so we can share that with you go to the newsjunkie.com and the see it now section you'll see this but... tip
1: you have four, right, oh dallas graziani at five
2: eight uh, it's comical looking. I love is
1: Robbie's about five seven, five eight. Always wondered, hey, what would what it be would like it be to like? jump against Zach Edey? Yeah, us-
2: this would be kind of like what the average person would have to be facing against an NBA player.
3: Yeah, it's like almost <laughs> a two foot difference there.
2: He could just. We need to just grab the ball out of the air before it gets even close for this guy. If he gets it, my mind is going to be blown <laughs> right now. Uh, all Day Yucker says, bring your son to get to the game day. <laughs> That's what it looks like. He's so right tiny. I love Edie's quote from yesterday. After it's up the on CNN. better jump. Come, <laughs> Come on, get, get it, buddy. Stanford sending him out there. Let
1: the hype build a little more.
2: Oh, man. they got close to doing it, but then there was another whistle, so... They brought him back. Again, this is five foot eight Dallas Graziani trying to get the ball from seven foot four Zach Eadie. And DJ Carson is going to... I'm an instant fan if he gets eight. it. Or if he even gets close.
3: Not gonna lie, small part of me might be pulling for number twelve. Alright, get part. to it. I get it. Small part of it. would feet. be a miracle if he won. <laughs> even if Zach doesn't jump, I think he'll win.
2: There it goes. <laughs> Shaved his head for the <laughs> <laughs> he <wasn't even> close.
3: <laughs> he that's no- unfair, man.
2: <laughs> you gotta see that. It's up on see it now at the I know it's a visual, but man, that's a that's a fun one right there.
3: That guy at what, 5'8 has yeah. to be shorter than most basketball players in general. Definitely,
2: but the idea that he's 5'8", and he's playing at a collegiate level like this, he must
3: be really good. He's probably got a good vertical leap, yeah. maybe three-pointers. He's, he's fast. Yeah, he might be yeah, really good he's at probably him. fast as hell.
2: Because to be 5'8", and playing competitive basketball like that, it means you're really standing out with the skills that you have. Some of the guys who are like 7'8", they can kind
3: of suck at basketball. <laughs> But they're seven foot eight. Yeah, they have such insane reach. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So
2: with the smaller you get, I feel like the more power you have to get. Uh, they're saying it's uh, like Manute Bowl versus Spud Webb. Yeah, Spud Webb was real short. I remember him.
3: They say the two tallest guys usually is the norm for the jump ball. Oh, that's how
2: they do it? Yeah. Okay. So why did they put the little guy in there?
3: It says tallest guy or best jumper. So maybe he's their best jumper.
2: Damn. If so, impressive. Impressive. I didn't
3: really see him jump that high though.
2: <laughs> he didn't even get to go anywhere. The other guy just grabbed it right out of the air. Poor oh guy. man. Okay, we're going to hear from you with some dispatches in a moment. But this story, to me, was one of these ones where it makes me kind of frightened that stuff like this happens. And they said there's a couple in West Hollywood that is devastated. They went to take their dog for a walk, and they have an English bulldog named Capone. Uh, The dog is adorable. And they said somebody came up to them as they were walking their dog. And robbed them at gunpoint and took their dog from them. What the hell, man? As they were off on this walk. And uh, I'm trying to see here. It says a West Hollywood man is devastated after his dog was stolen from him at gunpoint. Dogs owner Justin Garcia said that he was walking his English bulldog named Capone while he went to retrieve his belongings from his car. That's when three thieves pulled up, jumped out of a black four door Jeep, and pointed a gun at him. According to Justin, they said, Give me the dog or you die. Well, one thief took Capone back to the Jeep. Another jumped in Justin's car and ransacked it, throwing his belongings around. Justin says all that was stolen was an old security badge and a wad of cash was not taken. And you can see the dog. Oh, my God, it's such a cute dog. Such a cute dog. But the idea that you actually have to, in certain cities, worry about walking your dog around because some dumbass is going to pop out of a car with two of his loser friends and at gunpoint take your animal from you. I don't know what that says about us, I don't even know how I would react. Like If if I was on a walk with Courtney and Lady, my dog is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, which sounds fancy. It does. Um, It's a lot of words. It's it's harder to say than That's how you
3: know it's fancy.
2: (laughs) Or bulldog. And we were walking Lady around the neighborhood. Excuse me. And as we're walking Lady around the neighborhood, some car pulls up and these three young guys get out. And they got a gun. And they said, give me the dog or I'm going to kill you. God man. I mean shoot me bro. Yeah, I did, like I can't imagine if I would give up my dog and I'm never going to see my dog again and these people are going to do God knows what or sell the dog. Ah, I don't
3: <sighs> I feel like I'd have to call the guys bluff. Yeah. I find it hard to believe. I mean maybe they're crazy enough. I find it hard to believe you're going to shoot me over a dog. You're
2: going to waste your entire life over this dog. You're going to do that right now in broad daylight or I
3: don't know if it was broad daylight when this happened.
2: But the folks stole his dog and got out of there. They've been searching fruitlessly for their dog, driving around the neighborhood, in hopes they just dropped him off somewhere else. No, that's not what's going to happen. They're going to sell the thing. He's a tricolor English bulldog. He's one year and 10 months old. Sweetest, friendliest dog you'll ever meet. And they said he's part of our family in life. He's my emotional support animal, Justin said. He's everything I need when I have a hard day. I come home. He's there for me with unconditional love. They said all they can do is wait for this dog to show up somewhere.
3: There's nothing else they could do. Yeah, mm, man, you got to just keep refreshing Craigslist. Every
2: yeah, time. that's probably one of the things they're doing watching the Facebook marketplace for anybody trying to sell this dog. And I would be so mad. I would be so angry if somebody did this. And I really, honestly, the more I think about it, I don't think I could just hand over my dog.
3: I don't think so either.
2: I I think I'd risk it. That's like
3: giving up a kid or something. Yeah.
2: I I know that this seems stupid and somebody go, oh, it's your life. Your life isn't worth more than this dog. Like Josh said, you're calling the bluff on this person. Do they want to throw away the rest of their lives, uh, all of them, because you wouldn't give up the dog? Go find somebody else with a dog you can steal. Because you're probably never going to steal, see that animal again.
3: Hey, if if you're that determined to shoot me over a dog, I say do it. Yeah,
2: go for it. Yeah, let's
3: see how this spins I'm not on. asking for it. I'm just saying. Of
2: course, we know some of them will. Because Lady Gaga, when yeah. her, her dog was being walked and somebody stole that dog, they shot the guy who was walking her dog. And, oh, God. The old soul's bringing that exact thing up. The guys who robbed Lady Gaga's bulldog shot the walker in the chest and stole the dog. So go ahead and call their bluff. So what's I my other? Will. Op- yeah, what's <laughs> my other option to give up my animal that I care about? Yeah, that-
3: say, oh my god, please don't shoot me here. Take my dog. Right.
2: Yeah. I honestly, if I was in a neighborhood where this was happening frequently, I would get a gun and I would bring a gun with me. While well, I was walking the dog, and I'd say the moment they said, "Give us a dog owner to shoot," you i will just shoot him, uh, shoot, shoot him immediately. I don't even know if that's legal you or say not. Say you
3: first, yeah. and then you shoot him. Yeah,
2: I would just shoot him immediately. I don't know if that's legal. If I would get in trouble for that, but that's the way it's going.
3: I would just deal with it. I think if someone's pointing a gun at you, you can probably shoot them.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, because if they're threatening your life, Abraham Dragonfred says, "I'm sorry, but I'm not getting shot for my dog." Must not like your dog very much. I I don't think the person is actually going to shoot you, even though they could. And I would rather I, I probably would just get a gun, like I said, and have that while I was walking around the animal. I don't fear that in my neighborhood. I don't think that that is a, a risk in my neighborhood. But if I lived in a neighborhood where that happened, I immediately would get a gun. Because I'm not just going to give up my dog. Maybe you think differently about us. Hit us up with a dispatch. You can work your way in before the end of the show. Go to the newsjunkie.com and send us your first dispatch right now. So intrusive thoughts. I've been talking about this for a little while. Let me play this clip. Everybody knows, I think, for the most part, what intrusive thoughts are. And that's when you're... Just living your life, and your brain says to do something absolutely terrible. <laughs> but, I love those, but you don't do it. Like intrusive thoughts might be if you're high up on a building, like, "Hey, I want to jump off the I, building."
3: I'm driving at 65 miles per hour. That tree looks enticing. <laughs> yeah, you
2: can see like a brick wall, and you go, "What if I?" It's it's weird for somebody who's never had these before, but a lot of people have had intrusive thoughts. And one thing that I've learned from this video in particular about intrusive thoughts is that in people's heads. They're saying some bad stuff about babies. They are. (laughs) They are. Because some guy hit the streets and he's like, What's your biggest intrusive thought? Here they are. Let's see.
0: When I be seeing little kids like running around at the park, I be wanting to kick them over.
2: What's your biggest intrusive thought? (laughs)
4: <laughs> um, sometimes I wish I could get into like an accident or something, not
3: too deadly, but just to see who will check on me like hey, what
2: your b- <laughs> <thought>? <laughs> She went, wants to get into an accident to see which of her friends are not true friends <laughs> I thought
3: le- she was gonna say for like the settlement money uh-huh. or something
2: Yeah, like for a lawsuit. No, she wants to see if her friends are legit uh-
4: When I'm driving, people walking in a row, I just want to <laughs> 20 points And <laughs> <A little.
2: laughs> hey, what's your biggest interest of thought?
4: When I'm holding a baby you know, I just be wanting to like throw it.
2: <laughs> Everybody hates panties. When I
4: see a Tyler walking around, I just be wanting to kick them. bit like you know. It just won't, I just want to see it fly. I don't know. Yeah.
2: So many of these are related to little kids. You want to kick little kids. These are the intrusive thoughts you have Wait. deep. down. What's your biggest intrusive thought? To cut off. All right. What's your biggest Whoa. intrusive thought? That was to cut a person's penis off. Yes.
4: Anytime I see somebody, I have this strong urge to bite their nose.
2: What's your biggest intrusive thought? <laughs>
4: Um, probably the fact that I'd be wanting to spit <laughs> st- people's face. Hey, what's your biggest intrusive that thought? That was not so bad. To drive off a bridge. All right, what are you? To blow the- what's your biggest intrusive thought? You ever just are like, driving on a two-lane road, like, incoming cars, and you're just like, what if I just turn, like, directly into that car? It, would happen. <laughs> it yes. sounds so
2: weird, but I've done that.
4: All the time.
2: I haven't done that. I've thought that. I've had that intrusive thought. So many are about smashing into other cars or kicking little kids. You people secretly want to do all this stuff. It's deep, deep down in your psyche, and you know it at this point in your life. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will, of course, do the final dispatches, stories that didn't make the cut. And today, i to wrap everything up for a Share the Show Tuesday. It's never too late for that. It's coming up next on the News Junkie.
1: Real Radio is the Jim Colbert Show. I don't know if smoking
4: weed makes me a bad...
2: Dispatches Stories that didn't make the cut And today I learned to wrap everything up For a Tuesday And don't forget it still is a Share the Show Tuesday So you can take action You can send somebody a link to the podcast Say I think you'll like this show If you listen to it I think you'll dig it And then they'll be on board with us That is very much appreciated On a Share the Show Tuesday Alright let's check you out And see what we got to wrap things up We'll go to your final dispatches, starting off with F.P., who has a dispatch about dog stealing.
4: Hey, guys. Hey. So I'm really glad that you clarified that that was a very young English bulldog because there's no way on earth anybody's legitimately going to successfully steal a full-grown adult English bulldog yeah. mm-hmm. that usually weighs somewhere between, um, well, I can just say that my English bulldog, uh, he rest in peace, was about seventy-five to eighty pounds. Really? So good luck yeah. stealing that sucker, because he's not running. And when he's tired, he was gonna sit down and let you know that he was done. <laughs> Damn right. So, um, yeah, not not super smart to steal an adult English bulldog with a pop.
2: Thank you. I, I love when dogs do that. What she's talking about? I've, I've seen people. In public, and the dog is just sitting on the ground, and they're trying to pull the dog along, and the dog's like, nah, not <laughs> having it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm done right now. Here's Fatty Matty talking about my dog having heart failure.
4: My favorite part about Sean's dog is that it probably has heart failure and is going to be dead at the age of eight. Those dogs are notoriously unhealthy. Wow, and usually always have
3: heart failure. First of all, it's weird that that's your favorite part. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> it, just terrible, terrible human behavior. Number one, number two, uh, the issue that Cavalier King Charles Spaniels have had with their hearts, they've largely bred that out of the breed and they, I think they live about 14 years or so. That's uh, Courtney's mom is, good. has had tons of these dogs. She's had lots of, of Cavaliers. So uh, I think we're good to go. Don't wish that upon me. That's very, very dark stuff. Rude. Uh, here's California. Yeah, with a dispatch.
0: Woo. Hey, news junkies. Hey, it's California. I'm calling to with <laughs> you guys
4: because I spent the last two weeks in Japan. Nice. That's not right. Japan. Japan. You're <laughs> the kid in the background saying Japan.
2: Nice, I like it. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> there he is. Uh, now you know what it sounds like. And let's do two more. One more. Here's funny name.
3: Good afternoon, guys. Hey. I tried dispatching about it earlier. but Didn't hear it on the radio. There's a commercial
2: for one of those god awful podcasts where I swear it says "brought to you by the uppity." <laughs> okay. Mythopia. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is an aggressive podcast name. We
3: are familiar with yeah. what you're talking about. I'm,
2: I hope the people on that show are black, because if not, it seems like... The, the, the host um,
3: is, I think. Okay, good.
2: Okay, That, that makes sense. That's, do what you want. But if uh, that wasn't the case, I could see people getting a little up in arms about that.
3: Mildly problematic. Yeah,
2: it seems like it would be something that people would get upset about. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, let's do the stories that didn't make the cut. Brought to you by whom? Well, Nation's Trucks, Friends. Nation's Trucks is the best place to go to get the truck of your dreams. Maybe that is a big lifted truck. Well, you're in good luck because they have the biggest lifted truck selection in the state. All right? They're ready for you with those trucks. Maybe it's a work truck. They've got a lot of those on the lot as well, and you can check them all out. Just bring yourself on your laptop or your desktop or even your phone over to nationstrucks.com. And uh, hit record, not hit record, (laughs) get the drug of your dreams right now. Different thing. A story out from the Washington Post today. It says, millennials aren't having kids. Here are the reasons why. They talk about how birth rates are going down quite a bit. They said, this is partly because women are starting their families later and thus having a second child later. But even among women in their early 40s, the share of only children has barely budged in more than three decades. There's people, and Elon Musk is among them, that obsess over this stuff. Like yeah, birth rate percentages and stuff, and I you could blame it on a million different things. I think this kind of ebbs and
3: flows it's over too time. Expensive,
2: yeah, it's, it's very very expensive. If Subway is thirty dollars and a Big Mac is sixteen dollars, and you know all
3: these, I can't <laughs> even buy a car. You want me to have a kid? <laughs>
2: it's a little bit pricey. Uh, YouTube, who this has nothing to do with their recent move to get rid of ad blockers uh-huh. on YouTube. This is not related to that at all. YouTube is hiking the prices for millions of customers. The premium family plan just jumped by 30%, and it is uh, $22.99 in the United States of America now after this increase. YouTube premium allows users to watch without ads, download videos, and watch in the background of other apps, and they're cracking down on the ad blockers. You've probably seen that. Um. What else do we have today? Uh, Netanyahu over in Israel says Israel will have an overall security role in Gaza indefinitely, saying indefinitely will be involved there. And Josh mentioned it earlier, but the SAG-AFTRA and studio battle is still going on. They said the last best and final offer was not good enough. And they need several essential items fixed. So we'll see if they come to some sort of agreement on that soon. Here we go. Let's get out of here. Let's do Today I Learn.
1: The following information may make you feel smarter, but will not actually increase your IQ. So don't get cocky. Now it's It's time for what we we call Today Today I Learn.
2: It is Today I Learn for a Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Today I Learn sponsored by J. David Tax Law. Peace of mind is only a click or a phone call away. Today, I learned this lady right here.
3: Uh, Aretha Franklin. That's
2: right, Aretha Franklin. She required that she be paid in cash before any performance. She would then put the cash into her handbag, and the handbag either stayed with her security team or would sit right on top of her piano while she was performing Mm. on stage. She is a woman who did not want to get ripped off. Like juvenile. Like, like juvenile. And we should say, this is not super uncommon. This is not super uncommon that artists want to be paid in cash. Yeah, I don't blame them. Almost everybody we've worked with for Just Okay, uh, the concert that we do each year, has wanted cash. They want like uh, they don't want to check because they don't want to leave and that it doesn't go through. They want the actual money, and they'll refuse to take the stage if you don't have it. Like uh, Ying Yang Twins did, I think. (laughs) Today, I learned Belgian Customs destroyed 2,352 cans of Miller High Life this year because it had the word champagne on them. Uh, They are called the champagne of beers, and using that for something that isn't from Champagne, France, is illegal in many countries, including uh, Belgium. You cannot do it there, so they destroyed (laughs) 2,000-plus of them.
3: Uppity Belgians.
2: Today, I learned this character right here oh
3: god man uh spider-man there it is well i knew
2: it spider-man homecoming in 2017 michael keaton would whisper i'm batman to tom holland during <laughs> fight scenes <laughs> they said you have a fight in the movie and i punch him he turns around and says in a deep voice i'm batman he kept doing batman quotes on set Of course, he was playing the Vulture at the time. He wasn't actually Batman, and he was just trolling him. This is a movie that I've seen. I'm not sure if you have, Josh. Crazy Rich Asians, you've seen the movie? I have not. Uh, What about you, Casey? Have you ever seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians? Nope. Nope. So two strikes on that
3: one. Just you.
2: (laughs) Kevin Kwan sold the rights to the film that I saw, at least, for just $1. However, as part of the conditions for the rights, he served as executive producer on the film with near-total creative control so he was able to make some money on the back end. Today, learn this character: Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is right. In 2024, the original design of Mickey Mouse loses its copyright protection. However, Disney can still take legal action if you draw it in color, because the colored Mickey Mouse—that oh, sounds strange—still <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted.
3: Why has it got to be colored, <laughs> Mickey Mouse?
2: 2035. <laughs> <laughs> today learn none of Abraham Lincoln's great-grandchildren had any kids. His descendants died out in the 1970s and 80s, and that was the end of the line Damn. for old Abe Lincoln. And finally, today I learned this band right here. Corn. Corn is correct. Today learn a student was suspended for wearing their T-shirt, and Corn said, we can help. They donated hundreds of shirts <clears throat> to be given out, And they even had police officers help give them out at the school (laughs) to come to the defense of the Little Corn fan. It's pretty funny. Casey, thank you for helping us today. We appreciate you. You got it. We'll be back tomorrow, folks. Same time, the same place. If you miss any of the show, get the podcast at thenewsjunkie.com. We'll see you next time.